And welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 66. How about that? Are we doing anything special for episode number 69? Um, we sh- I'm going to try to get Mojo on. Ah, that. That would make the most sense of anything. Yeah, I don't know if it can, but I'm going to try. <laughs> we should, that, that should be the week. No doubt about that. All right, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event, Vint, Vint. A.J. Francis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is once again live down at Seamus' house yep. in Tampa. We are, uh, we're coming up. We're going to see you again real soon, right? Yeah, um, I'm still going to be in Orlando next week. Okay. So I'm going to Skype from Orlando next week like we're doing right now. All right. And then, and after, then that, after that, I'll be in studio. Back in studio. We like that. Uh, real quick, because I know Orlando is a place that you care about a whole hell of a lot. And uh, I know you and your wife are, are thinking about making it your home right now. Um, just what an awful, awful week uh, it has been for the folks in Orlando. And I wanted to give you a chance to sort of give your thoughts to them. Yeah, man. I mean, Orlando really has become kind of like a second home, even though I've never really lived there. I've been there so many times over the past three years. I love that city. I like the theme parks. I like the city. It's like a city, but it's slower pace. Um, the people are great. It's very diverse. Um, and that's why, like, the last week has really sucked. Like, first you have the girl from The Voice. Yeah. Christina Grimmie, ha- yeah. Yeah. And then, you, uh, and then you immediately go into, like, the worst thing that's ever happened ever. Yep. God, such a terrible situation. Hey, 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 you know what? Uh, let me say something real quick because I don't, I, I don't like ever saying nice things about you. It's not in my blood. I don't think it's in either of our blood. I don't think Aaron really likes saying nice things nah. about you. Although yeah, I really fucking hate both of you. I understand yeah. that, and, and that's tr- why the show works. It has changed a little bit though now that you play for Aaron's favorite team. Like I, I got a root for you a little. Like, bit. All of a sudden, it's real weird around here. I don't know how to describe it, but um, you. Very appropriately, it's difficult for a lot of professional athletes still to overcome the stigma of stepping up and talking uh, openly about their connections to um, the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And you immediately wanted to to get out and say, yo, uh-uh, it's not like that for me, not at all. And so mm-hmm. I don't like to commend you for anything ever, but I need to commend you for the things that you said on Twitter on Sunday. I thought it was really poignant what you were pointing out. I appreciate that. I mean, it's not really the thing is, it's not really about me. It's more about the fact that, like, it took me a while. I didn't always feel this way when I was a kid. I was a dumb kid that listened to what people told me. And, you know, that's how kids are. Sometimes you don't know everything. You learn things from, like, older friends and Mm -hmm. cousins. That isn't really how you should really think. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was... Probably not until I had a gay friend in high school. He played football with me, and he ended up being one of my best friends that I met at the high school. He was at my wedding. There was only like eight people from my high school at my wedding, and he was one of them. Wow, wow. Um, and it wasn't until he told me he was gay, and I find he. I mean, to be honest, I knew he was gay before he told me he was gay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it took him being gay for me to be like, yo, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like anybody who tries to stop gay people from living their lives or is homophobic at all, you're just an idiot. Yeah. Like, why do you care what someone else does with their time? Yep. No, I mean... And I, I've never understood it. No, it's it's the most baffling thing to me as well. And, and look, yep. I know we're improving. I get that. 
But we ain't where we need Absolutely. to be. Very clearly ain't where we need to be when it comes to that relationship. And I know that there's still a lot of within both the athletic community, the African-American community, within you know the religious, the religious community, community yep. there's just a lot yeah. of places where that, that needs to change. So I really appreciate what you had to say. And obviously our hearts are with the city of Orlando and and just what a horrendous horrendous week it is. And been. then and then the top it all off that little kid oh, was taken by a gator. Dude, I can't yeah. talk about it. I really God, like that's awful. This is this is me being doing like the the, the awful thing, father yeah. thing. I cannot talk about that story because yeah. I it I just can't I talk can about understand. It. Um we're going to bring levity and we're going to have fun and we got a lot to talk about this week that we're going to enjoy talking about. We're going to make picks for Sunday night. And money in the bank out in Las Vegas. We will do that. Which we, I was going to go to. God, yeah, why didn't I go? In the ultimate AJ move, he hit us up a couple weeks ago. He's like, dude, you guys ready to just come meet me in Vegas? Let's go to Vegas. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'll just uh, leave the family behind. Dude, that's how <laughs> plans get made around I, I in you. NFL life because you <laughs> never know when you're going to really well, We ain't living that weekend. NFL life. No, I just mean like I you know. never really know what your schedule's like. Well, Aaron's, so, Aaron's is going to be damn close. Aaron's yeah, going out I, the West I, I actually, when you texted, I was – I tried to think of a way, man, can I pull it off where I leave my girlfriend's father on Father's <laughs> Day when we're out there to see him to go drive out to me? Probably yeah, won't. you could have did that, dude. You could have left that Believe like, me. Believe me. Four. I thought about it. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Later on in the show, Tony Neese is going to join us. Uh, Tony Neese has been performing for damn near a decade at this point. It's been a while. He was in TNA for a little while. He's been back to the Indies, but he just got a huge, huge moment in his career as it was announced this week that he will be one of 32 men participating in the WWE's Cruiserweight Classic. I, I can't am, wait. Am to... I the only person that is, thought that was going to be a lot more guys? Like, 32 is a great number. Don't get me wrong. I, mean, I don't know how you do much. I'm being honest with you, I didn't think it was going to be 32. Yeah, I, I thought it like, was. I thought it was going to be like 16. Yeah. Um, the way they made it, the way that you guys talked about it and made it sound like it was like this international, th- I thought it was going to be like a big, <laughs> dude, I hear like you. 128, because right. they had matches for it, quote unquote, well, and matches that's, for th- it. There's an argument that it has been. Indie, well, right. yeah, I mean, if, if, yeah, if you want to argue that it's bigger because they've done the some, qualifying, few matches. qualifying matches yeah. here and there, but I mean, more I than. I thought th- that that would be bigger than it yeah. is, I mean, but 30, I mean, 30 30 31, great. 31 matches, if. I assume they're going to be showing every single one of the matches. I mean, we're talking about three months worth of footage right there. At least, yeah, yeah, absolutely, no doubt three, about that. Four months. Um, and the cool, like the field is just, um, it's amazing. We're, we're going to rave about no that freaking doubt. Too. We'll oh, talk about I'm that. I'm so excited about this field. And we'll talk to Tony Nice as well. Um, oh, and, WWE makes good decisions. Oh. <laughs> also, this week AJ and I are going to finally have it out about a particular topic that has uh, become popular for people to fight with me about on Twitter. So yeah, you're like, in the minority, dude. I'm I'm happy to be there. A lot of oh, you know what? I'm about to say. I was you know what I was about to say to him, and then I remembered he's in that group too. I was about to say to him, a lot of people listen to Justin Bieber too, and then I remembered, including Justin AJ, Bieber is fantastic. Right? Yeah, that's my problem. And also, Aaron no, is on my team too. I got you're no in the minority there. Bieber. God, I hate the vote of you. No uh, a lot of people bought Creed albums too. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, exactly. All right, very good. Uh, so let's get ready. Well, right do have good songs. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, all right, let's get into Sunday night. WWE Money in the Bank, arguably at this point the third or fourth top pay per view of the year. Third. You think it's ahead of Royal Rumble? No, I think it's. You think it's ahead of SummerSlam? I mean. Come I mean, on, I, it's the fourth. It's fine. It can be the fourth. Fourth isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, fourth's it pretty good. It might be bigger than the Royal Rumble, though. I don't. I, I, think, I think you could make that argument. The Rumble I, event is, is such a Because big it's thing. the kickoff to WrestleMania, it's, I just, 
look, it, I, it's such a fun and unique and, right. event. And I think that people love the Rumble itself so much. Yeah. Yeah. And Money in the Bank is not a fun and unique Dude, event. Nobody's, but we, it's okay I mean, to be four. Well, I mean, but here's the thing about no, no, Money I'm in just, the Bank. I'm is, just saying. Well, no, but legitimately, legitimately. I was about to, I mean, I was literally about to fly across country for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, the, the thing about Money in the Bank is, you know, we saw an eight-person ladder match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, so, that's true. So, like, Royal Rumble is we the one unique event. Battle Royal at WrestleMania. It's but true. it's not the Royal it's, Rumble. Yeah, it sure as hell ain't the Royal Rumble. Anyway, the moral of the story is it's a really good it, pay-per-view. It, it's great. And for some reason, we got to fight about everything. Damn we can't just agree that it's good. Like, it is good. It is good. All right, now, Sunday night, Las Vegas, WWE Network, which is available, of course, for uh, uh, $17.14 a month or something along those lines, and uh, also on pay-per-view if for some reason that's something that you still do. Um, let's get into it. Uh, Aaron, you give us the match. Oh, oh, before we do that. Wait. Yeah, wait a second. My bad. My bad. One, we are competing not again, just against each other this time. Of course. Well, yeah, that's gone. Of course. It's gone so well for you the last couple of months. Uh, uh, AJ, do you want to tell us about our celebrity guest picker this week? Um, a little bit about Miko Grimes. If you've never heard her, heard of her, you're probably not on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I was wondering uh, if she would be willing to make us a cake. For, uh, oh, dude, she makes she's a bomb cook. I was just I was just hoping maybe she would make us one in celebration. Yeah. She doesn't make those cakes though. Oh, really? Oh, that's no, disappointing. She, she buys those cakes. Oh, no, damn. but what you're referring to is yes, um, Miko Grimes every year for her husband Brent Grimes, who's the defensive back. Yeah, yeah. Who is he again? Remind remind everybody who is he again? Okay, so this. Miko Grimes yes. is the wife yes. of Brent Grimes. Brent Grimes. The defensive back He's for defensive. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, in the NFL. In the NFL. Wow, the National how Football that. League. How about that? Its headquarters are in <laughs> New York. <laughs> but That's good but she, for his birthday every year, she gets him like sexually explicit cakes, one of which is her giving him head. Another one is... Um, them having, I want to say it was doggy style. It was, yes. Again, married people doing married people things. They're grown as fuck. They can do what they want (laughs) women. Um, But she does not watch wrestling. She she has watched major pay-per-views with me. She watched the Royal Rumble with me because me and Brent were both watching it. Um, She watched SummerSlam last year because me and Brent were both watching it. Um, But she has decided that it is her turn. To make these picks. And the main reason why I wanted to get her on here is because I was actually on her podcast. Right. Give that a plug. So her podcast uh, is iHeartMiko. It's the same thing as her Twitter. It's the same thing as her Instagram and her Snapchat, I believe. Um, She has a podcast where she talks about a lot of different things. Um, Men and women relationships. Um, hip hop, sports, like we did a whole segment, like 20 minutes on the NBA finals. It's cool. So it's a dope, it was a really dope interview. You get to see a different side of me than you've ever seen on the podcast. You get to see a different side of me. I mean, a different side of her as well, because if you know her, she's famous for a lot of crazy things. Really? Um, I've never heard I that about her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's absolutely, she <laughs> is, but the thing is, she's just, blatantly real like she will never not say what's on her mind I, I dig that i dig that and at the same time she hates when i say this but you can also compare her to donald trump that way of course. even if except she is just not as insane <laughs> in her thought process 
All right. Um, uh, can we? Is there any chance that if we all beat her, she'd throw the show a plug on her Twitter? Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's what I'm talking about. So, right. so we'll do this the way that we did the last time we had a guest picker. Uh, that was Tori Smith and his grandmother. And if, if anyone ties or lo- does right. not beat, if anyone ties, loses, ties or loses, man, yep, yep. ties or loses, then they will have to perform. Um, oh, wait, we never. We didn't, we didn't oh, didn't God damn it! Pause. <laughs> No, we can just keep talking through it. we got to come up with it very quickly. We didn't come up with our stipulation. So Aaron's lost the last two. He paid off the first one by allowing uh, AJ to give him a stink face. The second one, he swears, we're paying off as soon as we finish recording this show, uh, which is that he has to perform uh, Emma's entrance in full Emma gear, yes. which I am really looking forward to. Um, how, about, how about this? Yes. If you lose, you have to buy yourself... A T-shirt of whichever person the other two people pick up. Okay, I, it's fine. So I would buy you right a John Cena a John shirt. Cena shirt. Right, I understand that. I I just feel as though it doesn't pay off as well for the listeners. That's also true. That's what the issue is. I was thinking that um, I, AJ, have you seen the video of John Cena on the Maya Rudolph show the other night? Being Hulk uh, Hogan. Oh, you need to find this yeah. immediately. It is tremendous gold. Cena- oh, John Cena was awesome on the microphone. No, not yet. Um, so Cena is the the bit. It's a it's a clip show they're doing or a variety show they're doing. Maya Rudolph and Martin Short, right? Um, and Cena is playing himself, trying out for a role as Hulk Hogan, and it's yeah. gold. So I was thinking maybe we recreate. So you have to get Hulk Hogan gear, including the boa. I mean, it, you know, the whole thing, and you have to recreate the John Cena uh, monologue as Hulk Hogan. Is that yeah. really embarrassing, though? I I think it would. Even if it's not uh, necessarily embarrassing, I think it pays off. At this off time, well. Hulk Hogan is embarrassing. That is true too. That is true too. <laughs> and I also think the payoff is good. I think it looks good on on video. I think it's a good look for our viewers. Fair enough. Good with it. I'm good. All right, I'm not going to lose, so I don't care. Yeah, right? It's Yeah, who are we kidding? It's going to be Aaron who loses. Of course. So. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. It's not on the line, so I'm going to come in first this yeah, time. Right? Actually, yeah, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, there's not going to be a losing. All right, so there you go. That's the way it's going to go this week is uh, if one of us loses to Miko. So um, why don't we do it? Aaron, you give us the match. AJ, you get to make the first. Oh, we we alternate now. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we alternate. Yeah, we our... um, and at the end of... We are the three of us giving our picks. AJ, you tell us who Miko. Or do you want to lead off with Miko's pick? Should we lead off with Miko's pick? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. We'll lead off with Miko's pick. Very good. All right. So the uh, guess what the first pre-show match is. <laughs> you'll you'll yeah. never be able to yeah. guess this one. Can, can you guess it, AJ? Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. So stunning. It's it's so weird that those two guys. It's not like it won't be good. I know. It's just so weird that those guys. On a pre-show, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. All right, who is uh, Miko's pick? Miko picked Baron Corbin. All right, now, uh, AJ, I'll begin with you. I pick Baron Corbin. I, too, shall pick Baron Corbin. I just, I, I don't really, it, to be honest, not only do I not know where they're going, I forgot that we were still doing this. I had completely forgotten this was still a thing. So, I got nothing. The, the, the only Corbin. mildly interesting thing was the whole low blow thing from Ziggler yeah. because it almost looks felt like he's healed. He, right. he, a little bit. He's acted heel a little bit the past month, but as you said, I'm going Corbin. But 
Yeah. The, no. I mean, this whole the, the, the whole Andre the Giant, you know, give him the boost by having him win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal really hasn't worked so far. Right. <laughs> what did I try warning you well, guys? That, no, that's mainly because he's not on the, he's on the pre-show. That's I know. Why it I told you, it doesn't matter. Winning the, right, we're not going to go through this again. We're not going to go through this. It's just going to, I already have other things to we, fight we, with about. We have a uh, second pre-show match, which is interesting for a eight-match card. You have two on the pre-show, meaning you're going to get some long matches here. But uh, the other one is... They'll probably add another match. It's very possible that happens as well. All right. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, Apollo Crews and Sheamus. So Miko's pick is... Miko's pick is Sheamus. This is tough because... Very tough. Like, what... Here's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with one guy who's on his way up that you would think you would want to have a win a match like this. On the flip side, you have a guy who, despite the fact that none of us have bothered to see it, was in the movie that was... Number one movie in America in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's also on the pre-show. So what real rub comes from Apollo Crews winning the match on the pre-show? What real damage? None of this makes any goddamn sense. I have to make the first pick this time? Yep. (sighs) Sheamus wins the match. Sheamus wins. Yeah, just the way that they're building this match with Cruz as feels like, you know, a major underdog standing up to the bully. It feels like this is going to have a little bit of, I don't know how much plays you can really give to a feud like this, but at least a little bit. Feels to make some sense that Sheamus wins here and then Apollo Cruz gets it back at Battleground or whatever. Yeah. You know, after that, after he bullies that, him. So that that's yeah, kind of where what, I'm leaning right now. That's my pick, too. I, I think Sheamus, it makes a lot of sense for Sheamus to win this match, especially if he can win it cheap. And then you have a rematch schedule for SummerSlam, and you can keep building Sheamus and Apollo Crews. And so that Apollo Crews gets the big rub at SummerSlam, but Sheamus right now gets the benefit, and they're going to pub his movie, and right. he's going to yeah. get a, a long-term crossover appeal for it. Yeah, that's, yep. that's my thought exactly, yep. but... I just you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. It, yeah, exactly. Next one. Uh, main show. We have U.S. title match: Rusev and Titus. Uh, and Miko's pick is Titus O'Neil. Um, look, I love. Oh, it's you. It's, it's yeah, me. It's, your, uh, your, 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 your. it's Rusev. I mean, they're making him dominant for a reason, and I know that some people are like, "Oh, well, he was dominant on Raw, so he switches over." No, they've just been billing him as dominant throughout, and quite frankly, it's a good thing trying to reestablish the monster dominant Rusev. So uh, Rusev wins. Um, AJ, my pick is Rusev as well. I think there's no reason to give him the title and then have it dropped a month later. I could easily see Rusev winning this cheap, just like I picked Sheamus to do. Um, but and then extending the feud to SummerSlam, in which at the time Titus might get the title. That'd be cool, cool little moment. But at this time, I really think it's going to be Rusev. I, I hate just agreeing with you guys, but it has to be Rusev. Like, and I love Titus. I am. Yeah. I, I think he's amazing, but this is not the place to have Rusev lose a match. I mean, it just makes no sense. Right. You're just sort of getting him back to the point where he is a viable star as a heel. Um, why you would mess with that would make no sense to me. Rusev wins this match. 
probably in somewhat of a stomp. Yeah, is my guess. You know, they'll they'll yeah. let Titus get you know his thirty seconds of right. offense in, but I, I don't think it's going to be cheap. I think Rusev wins and dominant. I agree, absolutely. Next, uh, next, uh, women's tag match: Charlotte and Dana Brooke against Natalia and Becky Lynch. So this is oh, we'll start with Miko. Miko picked Charlotte and Dana. Um. You know, I wish I could make a compelling it's, argument. It's my pick to oh, start. Oh, damn it. That's right. My God. Wait, it's your turn, young I'm fella. sorry. All right. The correct answer in this is Becky and Natalia. Oh, bold. And bold. the reason why is it's because not a, not a title Charlotte hasn't lost a pay-per-view match in how long? Yeah. So she's lost Let twice her... to Paige <laughs> randomly? Yeah. So you, I think if you have Dana Brooks take this pin... You could easily get out of there that way, and I or Charlotte could even take the pin. It's a non-title match, so it doesn't matter. So I, I'm going to go with Becky and Natalia. I just, I don't know. If you're doing that, I look. Are we all in agreement that we think that SummerSlam? Well, now with the with the goddamn brand split, I don't know anything. Exactly. I assume most of the women go to one, so go to one. One, side. Sh- one show, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, there's only one women's belt. I hate this. I really hate this because. I, AJ's argument is great, right? Yep. Like this, it gives you a cheap way to have Charlotte take a loss, and you go from there. I, ugh. I still don't know that I see it. I still don't know that I see it. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with Charlotte and Dana Brooke. Yeah, this I think this one's the closest match of them all. I think you can make a compelling case. I mean, if you want to go for. Charlotte, it's so you can get Becky and Natalia out of the way so you can start getting Sasha Banks and or Paige back into the picture. The fact that Paige has pinned Charlotte twice in, t- in a month now and is out of the picture is insane to me. I don't know what they're doing there, but that's that's just some crazy booking right there. Um, it's, I think I'm going to go with the faces here. I'm going to go with uh, Becky and Natalia. But only because I think that they want a little bit more time there to second away and possibly, you know, kind of blow off the whole Natalia Becky thing at Battleground before SummerSlam. All right. Well, I'm glad we're picking the matches a little yeah. bit different here. I do like that. Next one. Uh, we'll wait. Uh, next one we have. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Aaron's doing something else. Well, I was I was typing it in, so I pulled uh, okay, off the page. Uh, the Fiddle Four Way Tag Team Match: New Day. The club, Enzo and Cass, and the Vaudevillains. Miko Grimes picked the New Day. All right. I look. I, I I'm so nervous about this. It would seem as though, much like the argument that you just made, AJ, the best possible way to have the New Day drop the belts is to have them happen in a fatal four-way match. Yep. They don't have to be involved at all. Um, that's the, yeah, correct. They don't you don't they don't have to lose. They can come out of it looking the absolute strongest, despite the fact that they lost the belts. I, I don't. I guess I'm just so untrusting of the direction that they're going with the new day that I that I'm horrified of the idea of the new day dropping the belts. I really hate the idea of them splitting up the new day in the draft. What happened? What what, what happened this week that was terrible? This week, uh, you said that the, you were, you, you inferred. 
You didn't like the direction they were going with the New Day. Oh, I didn't like, yeah, I didn't like the direction of having them subservient to John Cena, and then they didn't have him subservient to John Cena. And then he wasn't. Yes, correct, so I'm good with it now. But I just don't, I don't have, I am a, I've been in a very bumpy relationship. And I still don't understand how that never happened, and that's still your argument. I mean, it never, it did happen. It happened, I watched it happen ten days ago. How are they subservient to John Cena? Listen, no, seriously, listen. How are they subservient to John Cena? Because one of their members got hurt, and it was three on two, and Cena came out after the match and helped them fight off those guys, and then they never got back together again. How is that them being subservient to John Cena? Because they sat back, and in fairness, they did a little bit this week with Enzo and Cass. They sat back, they let him have the rub, it was his music playing, it was all of those things. They were playing second fiddle to John Cena. I get it. You're going to say back, well, they should play second fiddle to John Cena. No, I really really just don't think that... That, I mean, he came out after the match to help them from getting jumped, and then they never went back together. I can't, I just, whole thing in my mind, I don't see whole, that as subservient. We had the you whole might. argument a week ago. A week ago, we had the whole, the point of all this is that the club will walk out as tag team champions. That's my pick. Just based on how they seem to be building the club, I, I think that it's very clear it's going to be one of those two. No, does any, I'm guessing AJ's not picking Enzo and Cass for the Vaude Villains, though he might. But at least, I think it's either it comes down to the New Day or the club. It feels right for the club, but I also feel that they want the club, even though Cena may, or AJ Styles may have signed that contract, all that contract said was they're not going to be accompanying him to ringside. I expect them to be very involved there, and I think that... If they're trying to, you know, and they've done a good job of reestablishing the tag titles to an extent, that having the club probably off doing stuff with AJ is not the way to go with the tag titles. So I think I'm going to go with the New Day retaining for now with the club winning later this summer. All right. My pick? Yes. Is the New Day. Okay. All right. So I've gone. Because I just, I, I can see what you're saying, uh, Glenn, but what you have to understand is I could only see the Bullet Club winning the titles by pinning, obviously, probably in zone cast. But then it would be awesome to build from that point to have New Day win again at SummerSlam. I think that would present – I, I think it would be very compelling. And then you would have your three-time tag It would just be better that way. So I could see that. But yet you're picking the new. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying I could see that. Yeah. I'm just obviously I'm picking the new. I hear you. All right, so we've made two different picks. I'm now. Ah, boy, I'm a little dangerous. We, we've made a couple different picks here. The last two have been you guys have been been in agreement, and I've gone off the the radar or off the uh, reservation a little bit. Um, well, since we're talking about it anyways, let's go to Styles and Cena here. Uh, I don't think that let Let's make this very clear. The whole contract. I think. Yeah, as, it is as, still goofy. It's it's. It's a little, it feels like, you know, one of those times when you, the WWE had you vote, do you want a street fight, a no DQ match, right. or a false count anywhere? They're all the same match? goddamn thing. Like, all the contract, to our knowledge right now, all the contract said was, he's not, they're not accompanying me to ringside. It doesn't say right. they're they banned. Be banned or, or that yeah, you get disqualified if they're there, or anything like that. But, uh, it's, it's a little odd. What, what did Miko say on this one? Miko picked John Cena. Yeah? Well, is he in the match? Um, <laughs> I think I'm first on this one. Yeah, I think you're uh, on. You're- I'm going Styles, and I'm going Styles probably because the club does interfere, and because Styles has to win here. Well, not he, they don't, he doesn't have to win here, but it makes more sense if you're going to do this based on the traditional Cena booking that 
Styles yeah, gets get one, one and then he gets the next two. Exactly. Right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, AJ? I'm definitely going to go with AJ Styles. For the exact same reason Aaron already said, so there's no point in me even talking. Hey, boys, I got a question for you. <laughs> I knew it. John Cena in this match? We think we don't so. know what the contract actually Look, said. The, so. the only other option, right, is that somehow John Cena wins. Maybe we find out there is a disqualification scenario with the club. I don't know. And that you wait a month for, for AJ to get his, right? That you instead going 1-2, so, so, you go 1-1-1, one, 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 right? Like that's the other option that you would have. I would tend to agree with you guys that I my gut says AJ wins here and that Cena wins the next two. Like that's my gut, but still you're still picking John <laughs> Cena to lose a match. And let's not forget his first match back. Yeah. You're picking him to lose, which – God damn it, the more I think about it, the more I really don't want to do. I'm picking John Cena to lose his first match back. John, do you know he's John Cena? And his yeah, last pay-per-view match was a loss as well, wasn't it, to Del Rio? Oh, right. Well, it wasn't. Was yeah, that a pay-per-view? That was a pay-per-view. It was a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He can't lose back-to-back. Oh, God damn it, give me John Cena. You've talked me into it. I want Cena. Give me John Cena as the winner of this match. Not a terrible pick. Uh, I've picked three now, different than you guys. I am effed. <laughs> I am effed here. Um, AJ and I. Are, are we going to do it here? Yeah, we might. All right. Well. Let's, might let's, well. let, let's take a little tangent here. Might as well get Wait, what, are you taking your headphones off? Oh, yeah. I'm just on. <laughs> what a dick you are. Um, so I uh, am an idiot. Yes. No. No, 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 not whatsoever. So I'm watching the basketball game on Monday night. Uh, I watched the first hour of Raw, and then I decided I would watch the rest of Raw later in the evening because the uh, Golden State Warriors had a chance to win the NBA title. <laughs> At that point, they did not. By the time you listen to this, maybe they have. I don't know. Um, I get a tweet uh, directed at me by one uh, AJ Francis. Correct. That reads... Uh, Oh, hang on. I want to get the exact wording of this because... It's the same one he sends every week. Oh, well, not every week. No, 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 not every week. This one was... This one was particularly pointed. He had... Uh, he was pissed off. He wanted to follow up about something that um, that I had said on the show the uh, the previous week. So I, uh, I get this tweet. This is the tweet that comes in. This will be another promo that Glenn Clark Radio will pretend Cena wasn't dope. Then and I get how many? Then how I get responses are... like uh, our boy, uh, Dale Hoffman. Please don't let Glenn Clark Radio off the hook. That promo felt real. Loved it. Our buddy Brian Powell. Cena did well tonight. Also, I agree with AJ. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, because I'm rarely wrong. I did get another message from somebody. I can't even find it now. I got a message from I think it was Steve, who messaged to say. Don't know why you continue to do this about John Cena. Are you just completely unwilling to recognize how great he is of a performer? And that Boom. was the one. That was the one that reminded me of why you don't get it. I know John Cena is a great performer. No one has ever argued about whether or not John... Well, if they have, they're stupid. I've never argued that with John you. John Cena never, is a tremendous... That you this person currently. Well, yeah, correct. John Cena is a tremendous performer. John okay. Cena, the human being, who's performing as a character named John Cena. That's the guy. That's the problem. The problem has never been John Cena, the performer. John Cena, the performer, is very good at what he does. 
John Cena the character is an effing travesty. And John Cena the character was the exact same on Monday night as he has been in every promo he delivers. It sounds great. He doesn't say shit. And it's the same problems that he's had every time. He has to be the one to build up everyone. Let me make this very clear. John Cena does not have to put over AJ Styles. That's the problem that WWE doesn't understand. John Cena is not needed to put over AJ Styles. Not to anyone. AJ Styles does not need to be put over. I get it. You think he does because he's never wrestled in the WWE before. AJ Styles does not have to be put over. But John Cena's character has to put everyone over. That's the way that it works in WWE. He's got to come in and say all the same shit about how great the guy is that he's facing because he's got to be the one to do it. When AJ Styles was in back-to-back main events for the WWE Championship, that somehow didn't prove that he belonged. John Cena is the only way that can be proven. Hold on. I don't like what you're doing right now because then you're acting like the fact that Roman Reigns has been in all of these main events and had fantastic matches, people still don't believe that he can wrestle. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, it's okay for these people. But I've never won. But when they use John Cena to put this guy over, you're thinking, oh, they don't have to do that. You can't have it both ways. I've never said that, though, AJ. I've never said that once. Roman Reigns has had great matches. He has. No, no, no. I'm not saying you have either. I'm saying people can't have it both ways. You can't. Use it as, uh, like a detriment for one person and a benefit for another. I, I think, but you're talking about two separate things. You're talking the the chance towards Roman, it, it, those specific chances that you can't wrestle, right. are going towards Roman Reigns, the Joe and Noah, the, the human being you can't wrestle, blah 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 blah. In this case, they're saying that the character of AJ Styles does not need to be put over by John Cena because he's already been established. Right. That, that, there, it's two different chants. I, I see where you're going with it, but it's not quite the same type of, uh, same type of thing. This is the John Cena problem. The conundrum they face is that John Cena has to be the one. Nothing here matters if it doesn't involve John Cena. And it only hurts. It only hurts everyone that they've worked under this operation that whatever happens doesn't matter unless it involves John Cena. As much as we thought it did great for the U.S. belt to have John Cena involved, right? What it really did is meant that when John Cena didn't have the U.S. belt, no one gave an F about the U.S. belt of it anymore because it only matters if it involves John Cena because we're not capable of booking anyone else the correct way because everything is painted around John Cena. So it was the same shit. The performer is great. John Cena's a wonderful performer, and what he's told to do, he goes out and does. If they told him to light himself on fire in the middle of a ring, he would go out and do it better than any other human being could possibly do it. He apparently can cut promo in Mandarin. In Mandarin! <laughs> in goddamn Mandarin! And his Hulk Hogan on Tuesday night on NBC was wonderful. The character, John Cena, is the issue. The notion that John Cena has to be the one to put over AJ Styles, the notion that it has to work that way, is the problem that I will always have with John Cena and John Cena promos. Like Why do you see it as the notion that he has to put him over and not the notion that, Why? dog, AJ okay. Styles is getting to work with John because Cena. John Cena is AJ saying, Styles is a big Because beat. John Cena is saying that. that his, his words were, you're a bitch if you don't face me Correct. one-on-one and beat me. That's they're, they're, they're doing exactly that. That's what they're doing with his promos. AJ Styles not a bitch if he can't beat John Cena one-on-one. He's AJ mother effing Styles. But they have to have it this way. It wasn't that 
it wasn't that you're a bitch if you can't beat me. It was you're a bitch if you don't bring your buddies out to help it, you beat it, me. None of it matters. AJ Styles is never a bitch. There's no scenario under which AJ Styles is a bitch. He's AJ goddamn Styles. You guys always talk about how Seth Rollins, I would say Seth Rollins won the match and he looked great, but he won cheap or he won from another reason. You're like, it didn't make him look strong at the end. Well, you can't say, well, AJ Styles isn't a bitch if he's facing one guy and has two of his buddies come out in the character story persona of it. Well, I don't, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, you're drawing a different conclusion. Let me, let me go back for a second. The notion that by, by John Cena calling you a bitch, Seth Rollins didn't care if people thought he was weak because it was irrelevant. He had the title. The notion that you have to care so much about whether or not John Cena thinks you're a bitch is the problem. Who gives a flying F? You're AJ Styles. John Cena can have whatever opinion he wants to have about you. It's irrelevant because you're AJ Styles. That's the problem. Seth Rollins didn't, the character Seth Rollins didn't care what you thought about him. John Cena could call him a bitch every day. He's still going to do stack the odds the right way to make sure he wins because that's the character. That's the notion. I don't give a flying F. I want to be the champion. That's the problem with AJ Styles and how you're booking this and the way that you go with the John Cena character is that you come back and AJ Styles cares so much about John Cena's opinion of him that now he's going to give up this inherent advantage to try to win a match because everything goes through John Cena. I don't understand why, dude. He literally cut a promo saying that I knew that I couldn't belong, like I didn't belong here because guys like you bury guys like me. Why could he then not want to prove that he can beat him by himself? I think that's that's the direction that you need to go with AJ Styles. John Cena doesn't need to be the one that decides that. John, John Cena just said it because he's in the feud with him. Right, correct. Well, well in, in, in this case, Roman though, Reigns could have said the same thing. But Dean Ambrose could have said the same thing. Cena goaded him into it. Correct. That, it, the presentation is what Glenn is saying here. Not necessarily the outcome, but the presentation was off. The notion is that I, if I tell you that you're a bitch, now you're going to change your mind. If I do, because I'm he John Cena. He never said that he was going to bring the club out in the first place. It's not like he did change his mind. Well, I mean, I think it was very clear what decision he was going to make. I don't, I don't think you needed to read through anything in order to figure that out. So you think what character in the history of wrestling in that same situation would have said, you know what? No, I'm going to bring out both of my Seth buddies. Rollins. Anyway. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins would have done that. Not in that situation. No, he would not. Have. Well, maybe not against John Cena because you're not going to do those things against John Cena because John Cena is the gatekeeper. It, it, it just hurts everyone. It makes everyone look worse when John Cena has to be the one, when what you do doesn't matter unless it involves John Cena. I, I love AJ Styles. Is he and John the first Cena. character that's ever happened to? Yeah, no, probably not. Of course not, right? But it's been exactly. So then, I I can't think of anybody that's been worse with than it has been with John Cena. Stone Cold. It, no, Stone Cold was the exact opposite. Now what? Stone Stone Cold was not the gatekeeper for the company. He was anti-company. But everything that he did, like you, if you were working with Stone Cold, for the only exception I can think of, when it wasn't the title. And the number one thing that was on was whatever Stone Cold was doing. The only thing I could think of other than that is Rock Hogan. That's what I'm saying is it's not about whether or not Stone Cold was in the most important match or was at the top of the card or buried guys or people lost matches to him. It's about the presentation on your show that what you do doesn't matter unless it involves John Cena. They're saying it. They're openly suggesting what you've accomplished is worthless because it doesn't involve John Cena. 
What he, when he said that, he didn't say that your title matches were worthless in WWE. He was talking about everything he did before he, he didn't did bother to reference those things. Those things didn't happen because they didn't involve John Cena. Uh, I mean, if you, you're allowed to look at it like that. Just me and everyone else that I, that commented on the post. This, this is my point. With you. My point to these people is that I get why you think, cause he's a great performer. He, as far as, he's the, a, the a technical remarkable skill, performer. As far as the technical skills go on the mic, he yes. might be the best ever. Yes. He's unbelievable as a performer. The character, having the ability to separate the performer from the character, and my view of the two things, I will never knock John Cena. John Cena has been a man since he arrived in WWE. The performer. The character has been detrimental because so, they okay, haven't then, figured then out. What would you do to John Cena's character? Uh, give him some depth? Like uh, Actually have go him go on. through human experiences at some point? He's the same guy every time. At some point, you have something that the best thing they ever did to him was when they attempted to include his divorce in a storyline. It was the best thing they ever accomplished to do because it made him seem like an actual human being at some point. At some point, you have to go through as a character what's called development. Now, I get it. You'd argue a lot of characters don't go through great development. I understand that argument, and sometimes you just find a guy and you ride with him for as long as you possibly can. But the best thing you can do to John Cena's development is like, hey, it should probably matter that he wasn't around for a few months. Hey, it should probably matter. Somebody should be willing to point out this guy is not the same guy that he was 10 years ago, right? Like, we should talk about that openly, that John Cena doesn't just run things because we say John Cena runs things. If you're a guy who comes up in the company right now, you should be the one to say, hey, dude, I don't know how to tell you this. You aren't shit anymore. The company has existed and has been fine without you. They don't do that. They can't do that. They're not allowed to do that because John Cena has to be the most important thing. There is so much that you can do there to make him uh, resonate somehow beyond just being John Cena. But they have to keep going back to the same shit, the same do the towel, the same all the crap that we've seen from John Cena every single time for the last decade. You're allowed to feel that way. I I know that. I don't need your permission. (laughs) But you need John Cena's permission. I might need John Cena's permission in order to feel that way. If I want to work in the WWE, just give him some... At some point, AJ Styles needs to look back at him and say, Bro, I don't know who you think you are, but I've been wrestling for championships, and I ain't seen you around in a little while. But you can't do that to John Cena, because then he looks weak. And John Cena's supposed to be Superman. There is no kryptonite for John Cena. He does not lose, ever. If he loses, he's not really losing, and he's going to prove to you that he's not really losing. That's the problem, inherently, with John Cena. You know what the one line that could have made both sides? You do the same promo with Cena, you know, make him the same character, but you have AJ Styles say, yeah, well, in Japan, you don't mean anything. Yeah, it would have been wonderful. Like, just something along those lines. Something to poke at some weakness in John Cena instead of this capitulation, which they have to have everyone do. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm irrelevant until I'm, I beat John Cena, until I face John Cena. Like, it's, it's insane. I just don't. I've never understood it. I'll never understand it. I don't know why they think it's benefited anyone other than, in fairness, it's made John Cena this larger-than-life character. They got one good thing out of it, which is that John Cena is this over-the-top superstar. Whether or not he's particularly popular with wrestling fans is completely different. But in the rest of the world, he's a relevant celebrity that can show up and do things like the Maya Rudolph show or like the Today Show or things along those lines. I get it. It's worked well for John Cena, but it hasn't worked well for the company. And John Cena is clearly approaching a time in his life where I think we can all see he's not going to be a 12-month wrestler much in the next few years. 
It's just not likely. There's far too much going on in his life. There's far too many opportunities. There's far too many things for him to be doing. They're not doing this the right way. Give him development. Hey, bro, where you been? You talk about how much you love the company. You ain't been around for the last few months because you were off doing something else. I get it. He was really hurt. I understand that. That's why you sound like an idiot. They use the TV show and they point at it. This is the concept. Human, character, development, depth, something other than just the same You've goddamn You've been talking town. about this for 15 minutes now, and it's, I've grown bored. I've tried to say say that you can feel that way because I don't know what else you want me or anyone else that you don't you to say anything. to say. I've just grown bored with this topic. You love the John Cena character. I really don't love the John Cena character. I just think you are just a whiny little girl about it. Because why? Because you just sat and yelled about it for 15 minutes. We, we wanted You wanted to talk about it. You wanted to tell me how right you were. I, I've already have. How? And I have public opinion on my side. Well, again, public opinion is great. I, I, public, clearly public opinion works. What about – so why does explain um, – uh, tell me how public ex- opinion explains the fact that John Cena is never truly getting over at this point. Is it because all of us are wrong about John Cena? You're allowed – like I said, you're allowed to do as whoever you want. People boot Roman Reigns. There's idiots in the world. Well, I agree with that. I've told you before I have no problem with the fact that I think that Roman Reigns has been great as a performer. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like, you You can say, well, what about the people that boo him? People are going to boo him. I mean, that's people have decided to boo John Cena. People have decided to boo Roman Reigns. It happens. We're going to keep doing this. This isn't going to be the last <laughs> time we go through this. We're gonna. There's gonna be another promo on Monday, and we're gonna go through the same thing all over again. Just wait till we get Cena Reigns at SummerSlam. Oh no, (laughs) goddamn doubt. No goddamn doubt. All right, let's move on. Uh, Let's move on to uh, the 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 namesake, the Money in the Bank match with all those guys who are going to be wonderful. Oh, it'll be trend. What? Do do I really need to? Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, Cesaro, Del Rio. Thank you. Yes. I don't even remember whose turn it is. Oh, what's Miko's pick first? Miko's pick. Is Chris Jericho? Oh, ooh, ooh, I like it. I think AJ, it's AJ's turn to go first. All right. Yeah. Uh, when she made that pick, I was like, Meek. I, she was like, "That's the only name that I know." So that's, <laughs> fair enough. So that's what I picked. I was like, "Oh, okay." Hey, he did. That's he not did a terrible tall, pick. He did stand tall on Monday, dude. I tried telling you guys two months ago. I think Chris Jericho did in this match. He did. Yeah. My pick, however, is still Dean Ambrose. I think you can either pull the trigger. They clearly showed something is there right. with that segment in the Ambrose Asylum. They showed it was there. Well, I mean, but wouldn't that just sort of piss us off if they pulled the trigger on Sunday night? Like, as great as it would be for the moment, don't we, wouldn't we walk in here next week and I, say... No, if, if you're, I think if you're putting it on do, Ambrose, then you're holding you off. You have to, don't you? you God, you have to. I think the best thing to do it would be have Ambrose win the Money in the Bank. You have Roman win uh, at Money in the Bank. You have Seth win at Battleground. And you have Dean Ambrose cash in on Seth. I still think the best way to go is just and to put it You would have the- SummerSlam. If you wanted to do it at SummerSlam. If you wanted to do it at Mania, right, you could yeah, pull, pull the trigger. But I- if you wanted to do it at SummerSlam, that's the best way to do it. Because then you can turn Roman heel in the process because he's mad he lost his belt. You could even do it so that Roman beats Seth, but he turns heel in the process, and then after turning heel, Dean Ambrose comes down and cashes in. 
I, dude, I, I would have no problem with the scenario where... He just says, I want the shot at SummerSlam. Right. That, that's my thing. I, I don't think that if, if you're if building Dean's, to a if shield... If Dean's a face... Dean's a, right, so Dean's a face... But, but that's the thing, he's not. He well, is, okay. but he's not. I hear, I hear that argument. Because I do he's literally dirty but, but here's, the right. world heavyweight champion who's a face... It, right. It weirdly, it weirdly, and I hate the idea of catching because you give up an advantage, but for Dean Ambrose, the character, he's all about, oh, no one's going to predict what I'm going to do, that it almost makes sense for him to give up that advantage. Right, to do to, something. To, to do something kind of stupid, quite right. frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's almost some poetry to that, in, yeah, in my I mind. I hear that argument. Let me, let me, let me touch on a couple things. Um, one, I, Kevin Owens is such a favorite at this point that he almost can't win, right? Like, why yeah, not? last year everybody thought it was going to be Roman. I mean, I, I feel like anyone it, but you. If you but, but wait, is Kevin Owens the heavy favorite? Right oh my now? God, or the or betting is, odds are absurd. Well, actually, I, I just looked at the betting odds. He's a slight favorite. He's not a heavy oh, favorite. He was. Dean Ambrose is right, right there. He was. Kevin Owens was a heavy favorite for a little while. Um, my anti-Owens argument would be: I don't think he needs this in order to become the champion. I think Correct. he can absolutely become the champion in the next six months without winning Money in the Bank. I, and I. Yeah. I almost think it, it becomes a detriment to Kevin Owens, right? Like, I just think that his character doesn't need to be lugging around money in the bank and, and playing mind games, right? Like, his character is, give me a fight, let me show up, I'll win the fight, and I'll be the champion. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I almost don't even think it works with Kevin Owens necessarily. Now, if they do it, I'm sure... I'm sure he'll be I mean, great. Ke- Kevin, Owens, Kevin Owens and Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens is great. with the briefcase right. doing I, the mind games. I understand. I'm sure he will be great because he's Kevin Owens, and of course Kevin Owens would be great. I made the Chris Jericho argument some time ago. You did. I, I, I am like, there's a part of me that really just wants to go all in and say, I called it a month ago. I'm sticking with it. Chris Jericho wins the goddamn match. And I'm telling you, if he were, I would be in love. It would be perfect. It would, yeah, it would be it would be fantastic. It would be poetry because this is probably his last run and he invented right. the damn thing. Right. He's never won the match before. It gives him that he gets to be the stalker and he's sort of great in that role. He can be an ultimate heel if he were to somehow win this thing. He could be a complete ass, which is what we all want Chris Jericho to be. Like it just everything about it would be wonderful. If Chris Jericho wins the same way I hate to say it, but the same way that uh, Damian Sandow won, <laughs> but with Dean Ambrose up there. Right, right. That, that would be big. God damn it, Chris Jericho's winning the match. I don't care how stupid it makes me. Chris Jericho wins the match, and I'd rather it be wrong and and know that it should have gone that way than it be right. Nah, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> I'll do the Hulk Hogan thing. I don't, I don't care. Plus, actually... Uh, uh, Miko Pickers Jericho, so I'm in good shape. Well, are you? Yeah, I mean, at worst, we, we wash on this one. True. Yeah. True. Um, I, I'm so, honestly, my head, I'm going back and forth between it. I don't think Jericho could win it, but I'm, I'm just going back and forth between win. Owens and, uh, Ambrose right now. Like you said, I think both of them have pretty set storylines going forward, and quite frankly, neither of them need it. Wait. By the way, we know this all ends up with Alberto Del Rio winning the briefcase, right? Of course. Right? Of like, course. this is how this ends. No, well, it, it's going to I end. I would not be shocked at all yeah. remember, if Cesaro wins. Well, remember when sure. uh, at the beginning of this they showed seven people in the graphic and now all of a sudden that seventh yeah, person? that has always kind of been. Brock Lesnar. Oh. Could oh you imagine? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you should have seen the face idea. I made. His, right? As soon as he said it, my face is just like, What? That yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. Especially the, the main reason it would be fantastic is because 
Brock Lesnar is not at TV all the time. <laughs> they don't even so reference it, him so on TV. Brock Lesnar could literally like show up at a random Raw that you didn't even know he was going to be at, and if his oh. music hit oh. with Champ down in the ring, oh, and the it, place would go ape. Oh, it's in Vegas. The <laughs> UFC owns Vegas. Oh my God, is this your pick, Aaron? It's not my dude. If you had the balls to make this pick, I would almost be willing to like. I no, never mind. I take that back. I still want you to lose. But if you had the balls to make this pick, I don't have the balls to make the uh, pick, the uh. official pick. But I'm throwing it out there as something that on the drive up here, I was like, man, what? Because I was thinking about that seventh person thing, and I was kind of like, oh, could maybe they were, you know, like. Uh, Vin, Vince, Vince had promised Bray and Orton back at 30 days, which right, didn't happen, right. like I said. And uh, you know who could be? It? And then I was like, wait a second. Brock Lesnar in Vegas. In Vegas, you have a reason for Heyman to come around. That's more where often. UFC 200 is going to be. Yes, in Vegas. Yes, you have him. Oh. You have Paul Heyman carry the briefcase to the uh, to the octagon. Oh, oh, oh my God, oh. that idea. Yeah, God, I the hate briefcase it. to the octagon. How is Jesus it that Aaron God. presented the best idea on this show this week? I, I present some the good best ideas. idea that I've heard on this God show in twenty six. That is really good, man. Yeah. That is really good. Do it. I, do, I, it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. If do you it. don't make that pick, you're a bitch. <laughs> I thought you had balls. Okay, John Cena. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was what I was Tater tots. Tater shots. Tater tots. Um, thought I'm you going had grapefruits. You just had tater tots. <laughs> I'm going Kevin Owens. Oh, you son of a bitch. What a, what a weak sauce if, that is. If I was in charge, Brock Lesnar totally oh, would walk God, out with it. would be it. amazing. Would be that, that is a fantastic moment, and I'm now mad that you presented it with me, presented it to me, because I am know it's not going to happen. Right. And I just had the literal like like I'm talking so stuttery right now. I got so worked up. <laughs> imagine I got how, so worked up about that idea. Imagine how pissed off you'll be if you were gonna go and you don't go, and then Brock Lesnar ends up being Mr. Money in the Bank. That would have been the best pick in the history of the show. Ah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, the rest of us have balls. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. There you go. Those are our picks. No. 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 Oh. We still got the title match. Oh, the match. title match. Jesus title Christ. Match. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, the guy that bitches and complains <laughs> yeah. that nothing matters unless John Cena's in the match well, forgets I... about the title match. <laughs> John Cena's not John in it. Not right. It. The WWE exactly. knows it doesn't matter. So you, proved, you proved your point that well, it doesn't Well, WWE matter. made it happen. Right. All right. Uh, Miko's pick. Miko, yeah. Miko picked Roman Reigns. I look. I... I get it that you almost can't pull the trigger right now because we're expecting this to last longer. The only goofy part is the brand split, right? Like, I don't know how the brand split affects any of this. Me Be- neither. Because... Well, you assume that Battleground is going to be full, like, brands don't matter, to an extent, at least. But what's, what date is Battleground? Battleground's the 23rd, and the first live SmackDown is the 19th. So that's, you know... So it's not going... It's going to have very little impact. Right, they can't event. really... Yeah. That's going to be like the blow off of any feuds to have them when they split up and all that good stuff. It's my pick. Um, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm going to Roman Reigns yeah. as well. AJ? Mm, I wonder who's going to win this one. <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Is, oh, if you had those balls, that. right? I've already said that I could see that. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. All right, very good. Uh, so there you have it. Those are our picks. If any of us lose to Miko, and by the way, all of us that lose to Miko, not just yes. you know, like all of us that were to lose to Miko. And let's not try to change this next week, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Hey, no tiebreakers. I'm fine with it. No tiebreaker. If we tie Miko, yeah. 
Yes. We lose. Yes. All right, very good. Uh, when we come back in, Aaron and I are going to chat with uh, Tony Nice, who is in the WWE Cruiserweight Classic and also competes with Evolve, who will be returning to uh, our area here in Baltimore in August. I'm Glenn. That's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and that's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone. Real baseball talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Newsonoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Newsonoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose Diamonds, prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring Finder, for iPhone or Android, and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newsonoff and Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville. Let's roll together. Stand the fan with a baseball word to the wise O's fans in earshot. Why not plan on coming to the next Orioles hangout night at Game Sports Bar? It's a great way to see the O's have some great food and beverages at Game Sports Bar and get to hear Orioles hangout owner Tony Penty and me talk about the hottest O's topics going into that night's game. Here's the deal. Discounted ticket. Free parking at Game Sports Bar's lot at 1400 Warner Avenue, right next door to the Horseshoe Casino. Make a plan to come out for the next Orioles hangout night, which is June 17th, Friday against Toronto. Come out 90 minutes before game time. Let's paint the game sports bar orange starting at 530. Visit PressBoxOnline.com slash hangout for details and to get your tickets for Orioles hangout night at game sports bar. Jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, AJ to step out for just a minute. We are joined now by a man who is going to be part of the uh, very exciting upcoming event for the WWE, the Cruiserweight Classic. Before that, or during that, really, he continues to compete with Evolve, and Aaron and I got to see Evolve, and we're going to be back in Joppa in August because their shows are amazing. He is Tony Nice, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Tony, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that with the announcement of the entire group for the Cruiserweight Classic, like, this is getting pretty freaking big, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, like, I mean, you know, in talks with WWE, everything's pretty, you know, like, it's, it's like, wow, this is actually happening. But then, like, as soon as everything gets announced and the news starts pouring in and stuff, uh, then it starts to settle in. It's like, wow, this is going to be a crazy, crazy week. 
Now, for something like this, how did you find out that uh, you were going to be part of it? Did you reach out to WWE? Did they reach out to Evolve through, and then you got there? Because uh, you were later than some of the other Evolve guys that were now. Just kind of take us through the process on how you became part of this. Um, so I think everybody's story is a little bit different. Um, for me, it was I actually did a tryout with them um, back in February. Hmm. And I think that they kind of had, they took a little bit of a liking. And then Mr. Regal, um, he, you know, he would go to a few of the Evolve shows. And there was one in New York he was at. Um, I was actually on the show before Evolve. I was on a Tier 1 show. And he, uh, after that, he kind of spoke with me and said that they were, uh, that he was, you know, that I, I should be expecting a call. And then a few days later, I ended up getting a phone call. Wow. And, like, what's what's your reaction when you, like, realize, holy crap, this is really happening? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a relief, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you know, there's still a lot more work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a ne- the next step forward. So, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's great to get this far, but, uh, you know, I obviously want more. So as soon as I got that, it was, again, it was an amazing feeling. I mean, you think about how many wrestlers are there in the world, you know, they're actually calling your number, not theirs. Um, so that feeling is amazing, but now I'm like, all right, now it's time to, to really, you know, figure out how can I make myself better? How, how can I, you know, get noticed even more? Whatever I got to do, I need to outshine 31 other guys. You know, especially you've been around the, especially the Northeast, or you've been around this area quite a bit. Um, to compete under the WWE umbrella, obviously it's not for WWE specifically, but under that umbrella, what does it mean to you to, you know, kind of check that off? Uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's going to be such a great feeling, um, you know, to just everything I do that day is going to have their logo on it, you know, um, it's, you, you, you start to think back of like, you know, I used to sit at home at my friend's house or at my house, whatever, and we'd watch Monday Night Raw and now, and I never would have thought at that age, wow, I'm actually going to be wrestling for that company one day. They're going to be sending me a paycheck one day, you know? <laughs> Tony, so, all right, I, I gotta imagine, this is the part that would freak me out. So you get all this good news, right? I feel like the next question I'd be asked is like, okay, how are you booking this thing? Because this is the weird part to me, which is like, all these guys coming from all over the place, some of these guys who are already, you know, under contract with the WWE, so you'd imagine they want to make those guys look good. Like, is there any trepidation at all as being kind of an outsider about how this thing is going to end up being booked? I think, uh, I think that they're just going to book it. Um, I don't think they're going to be doing that where, you know, they want their guys to outshine the indie guys or whatever it is because they got nothing to gain from that, in my opinion. I think that, uh, I think they have more to gain by just kind of giving the outside guys some more exposure. Hmm. It seems like the last few years they've been kind of, not the last few years, but last year or so, they've been kind of taking a different angle where they're actually, you know, letting the outside guys get a little bit more. I mean, you see, like, for a while, Johnny Gargano and, and Tommaso, you know, they were, they, and it's not like they brought them in to enhance their guys. They were actually, you know, they've been actually using them pretty well. It's fair. I, I, I hear you. I just still feel like, dude, could you just imagine if you go through all this thing and then, like, oh, by the way, you're going to get, like, a five-minute match and you're not going to get a ton of offense in and, uh, sorry, it's just the way that it is. Like, I would be, what the F? Like, it can't go that yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> No, it makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, and, and you know what? That might, that might, I mean, there's going to be 16 guys wiped out in the first round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So some guys are going to get that, that I guess, that uh, type of rub, you know. They're going to leave there like, oh, they're just trying to push their guys and that's it, you know. And then there's going to be guys that are going to get a little bit more of a push and they're going to see it in a different light. So I think everyone's opinion is going to be a little bit different based off of what they want out of it. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I whatever it is, I if they give me one minute, I'm going to try to make that the best minute <laughs> they've ever seen. Absolutely. You know, how crazy, you know, especially with what you've seen on the indie scene over the years, that we're having a WWE tournament, including guys like you, Cedric Alexander, Zack Sabre, Kota Ibushi, Noam Dar. Could you have even believed this was mildly possible even a year ago? No, definitely not. Um, even when they started saying the uh, that they were looking to do some Cruiserweight thing, I didn't think it was going to be something like this. Um, I thought it would definitely be something more in-house. Um, but I think that there's, because the internet has brought so much more popularity for, like, the Japanese companies and stuff, I think they're seeing the success that, like, the best of the Super Juniors is having and everything, that they want to be the company that not only are they the WWE, but they're also the ones showing you having the best Super Junior tournament. They're the like, And you know there's going to be more. I heard already rumblings of a women's tournament. They're probably going to have, like, some sort of heavyweight tournament. They're going to pretty much match what, what they're seeing their competitors do because J- Japan probably wasn't a competitor in the past, but it definitely is now with the Internet and with all these different ways for people all around the world to view it. He is Tony Neese, and he joins us here on Jabbing Out. By the way, Evolve has three events already scheduled for July and August, including the one that uh, we're going to be at August 19th in Joppa, also July 16th in Queens, July 17th in Melrose, Massachusetts. You can find out more by going to dgusa.tv. Tony, um, look, here's my other thought, right? What you're talking about sounds great, but you know there's a wrestling fan, a smart, an Internet wrestling fan who says, I'm worried that the WWE is going to end up soaking up a lot of this stuff and that's not a good thing for fans. Like the competition is good for wrestling fans. That they they want you know a strong company in Japan. They want strong promotions everywhere. What would you say to the wrestling fan that's worried about the WWE soaking up so much? Um, I don't know. You know what? It's it's tough because you can't please everybody. Hmm. Uh, so unfortunately, that wrestling fan's gonna be he's gonna find something new to be angry at even if i <laughs> eased his mind about one thing um that's just how it works unfortunately but uh you know it's instead of just trying to look at the negative just try to enjoy, i mean it doesn't matter what happens and what wwe soaks up then there's going to be other guys there's going to be something else that comes out of the woodwork that becomes huge it it just it goes in cycles i hear you, you know? and and i think i think right now we're hitting a really big boom, and I'm glad that I'm still a wrestler during this boom. Um, I, and I don't think it's going to just fade out real fast. I think this is going to last for a little bit, and then I'm sure eventually it's going to get watered down throughout the years, and it'll start to go down, but then there'll just be something else. It, it sounds like what you're trying to say is, shut up, stupid wrestling fan, just enjoy the good wrestling. Exactly. Okay, you can say that. It's fine, because yeah. we, we represent that community. I'm fine with taking that from you. Just say, shut up, idiot, and enjoy good wrestling. That's all. <laughs> now, when when you saw this list released, is there any name that jumped out of you that you were just like, oh, my God, if I, I, don't, step, my yeah, if I don't step into the ring with him, I'm going to be so annoyed? Um, I guess one would definitely be Kota Ibushi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean... I pretty much 
would watch like his and Devitt's matches all the time. And uh, to be able to step in the ring with him would be amazing. At the same time, I'd probably be expecting, <laughs> you know, uh, that would be my last match there. But <laughs> is, is that way? Do you expect uh, them to really push uh, Kota Ibushi hard here? Is if, if you had to guess who is going to walk out of this, would that be uh, one of your picks, one of your favorites? Yeah, I would definitely say something like that. I mean, you know, uh, the competitor in me would say that I hope I'm the favorite, but you know. Uh, I definitely think that if uh, we were going to pick someone, um, you know, he's he's already known as one of the best, and um, I, you know, I, I think they, they're going to light some sort of fire under him. How many of the guys in the group have you worked with before? Um, not too yeah. many of them. I was going to say, like, this yeah. is going to be more than likely. This is going to be an amazing opportunity, no, no matter what, because you're going to have a chance to go out there and sort of do the dance with. You know, a, a, an internationally respected like it's it's got to just be a massive moment. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what, it's going to be great. Um, the good thing is, you, you know, you're not just showing up to some place going. All right, I hope the guy I'm stepping in there with, you know, has got to, like you 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 got to know that everyone in there has got some sort of quality that's going to bring out the best in you. No doubt, no doubt about that. Um, so I mentioned that Aaron and I went to the Evolve show uh, about a month ago in Joppa, and it was awesome like it just kicked ass I, I think the other cool like sort of thing that's going on right now is you have evolve doing this dance with the wwe right where like they're very involved with wwe but yet you have these sort of anti-wwe guys involved like it's a wild thing that's occurring right now in evolve yeah this is this is awesome and this is kind of what i was talking about of like you know right now wrestling's got such a cool thing cool, cool vibe going on again um and, you know, like, like, and we were saying the regular wrestling fan, I mean, the, uh, the, the smart mark or whatever is gonna sit there and try to pick it apart and find the negative in it, but, you know, this is, this is definitely something you wanna just sit back and enjoy, cause when have you ever really seen much of this before? I mean, except for when, like, ECW invaded Raw or whatever. But, other than that, this is definitely something unheard of, and, uh, it's, it's such a cool thing, and nobody knows what's going to happen next because you don't know which line, like how far can we go, you know? And I think people aren't, you know, they don't expect each thing because they think that, oh, no, they've definitely pushed a line here. Someone's going to get in trouble here or whatever, and then we we go a little bit further with it. Yeah, presumably now you're going to be part of it on the, you know, the partnership is good side. I guess that that's kind of the way to describe it, the, the partnership side versus the anti-partnership side, if you will. Yeah. Have you... Uh, have you felt that, like, there is, oh, how far can we go in this? Or has there been, what, what's the locker room vibe been like through all this? Uh, it's been exciting. And uh, it's been cool that, like, everyone is, everyone's game for what they're doing. And everyone knows that it's, it's helping, you know, it's helping the company. And it's helping kind of uh, get more and more, more and more eyes on us. So, like, the, there's a lot of excitement in the locker room about it, uh, no matter what side you're on. And, uh you know, even like, like I didn't even expect, um, I don't know if you saw the iPay-Per-Views from, uh, from Florida this past weekend, yeah. but, uh, the Friday night pay-per-view, it cut off with, uh, they, they cut it off with, on uh, EC3. Yeah, with, yeah, EC3 and, you know, talking about the pay-per-view, the first Slammiversary, uh, Slammiversary, sorry, and then, uh, you know, that, that even like, Everyone in the locker room's like eyes lit up as soon as that happened. Almost like holy crap! Right, 
right? That's not supposed to be happening. Like, yeah. this is not supposed to work this way. Like, yeah. it is weird. Yeah. I'm it's telling you. It's definitely a cool time. It's definitely fun. Uh, it's definitely fun for, on a wrestler's viewpoint, and I, I definitely, as a fan, this is, like, super awesome right now. You, I mean, dude, I was going to say, like, are you able to enjoy it outside of having to work, right? Like, is there a part of you that's just like, Dude, hell yeah, Johnny Gargano's in there, like EC3. Like, are you able to just sit back and enjoy and watch a match at, at all? Absolutely. Actually, like, I've I've opened a lot of Evolve shows, and I think it's the coolest thing for me because I get to get my match in, set the pace for the night, and then just sit back and enjoy everyone else's matches. Yeah, it's cool. What's it like working? So, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to keep going with that, but what were you saying? I was going to say, what's it like to work at Evolve? You talk about opening the matches, but, you know, when you think about opening matches, some companies like, oh, whatever. But when you open a match, it's with Cedric Alexander, it's with Matt Riddle, it's with all of these top-notch talent. What's it like to work with a, you know, the able, ability to put on a match of the year candidate every single night with a different guy? It's, it's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the one, that's the one unique thing about Evolve right now is, uh, it's so limited with roster spots. That like and and nobody looks at their match as like oh I'm I'm first I'm you know they're just getting me out of the way or I'm second you know whatever like every match is booked to be a main event. It's true. So he wants everybody and every match has time. Every match gets you know their point across whatever it is. He just Gabe books it as if every match is a main event and he wants you to go out there. So there's five six matches. That's it. Everyone go out, kill it, get your name out there, and that's it. So that's why, and it's such a cool thing because you know when you're sitting there where you, you know, when we're backstage, where we we know we get we're gonna go out there and just try to kill it every single time, and it's so much fun watching the everyone else in the locker room just tear it up. You know, you'll sit there and you like I'll have my match and then I'll watch every other match and I'm like, oh, that's it. The crowd doesn't even remember me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so everything that we're talking about is awesome. You know, like doing this stuff with WWE, but the truth is, of course, that you're still working the independent circuit and the. The biggest paydays haven't come in yet. So what we need to know is, what's the most independent moment that you've experienced on the road? Like away from the ring, like the moment where you had to show up at like a diner in some podunk town at 3 o'clock in the morning. Give me the moment where you're like, oh, God, I know I've got cool things going on, but this is still very much an indie. (laughs) Oh, man, I got a lot of those stories. But, uh, (laughs) I mean, um, I definitely have done – I mean, I've done a trip all the way down to Florida to wrestle, and literally there was 13 people in the crowd. Oh, Jesus. And it was booked in a huge auditorium, like a, like a, you know, basketball court or whatever. It had sta- uh, stadium side, like sta- stadium seating on one side. Oh, God. The guy hired a huge lighting truss oh, around the entire ring. God. He had a whole production crew there, everything. Oh. To the T. Like, like when I first walked in, I was like, oh wow, this guy's serious. I was like, man, and like preparing for my match, I'm like preparing as if like, you know, I was I'm I'm backstage at TNA. Like, man, this is gonna be a huge show. And then show starts. I decide to go like we're in like a basement area, so I go upstairs. I'm like, let me go see what the crowd is. I look out there, there's 13 people, <laughs> and like it was like it was like the promoter's family. Oh <laughs> God. How, how do you, what do you do, like, when you walk out and you see 13 people? Like, do you, do you sort of, I mean, like, walk back in and say, hey, guy, you know, not for nothing, did you think about maybe just, just bagging this one? <laughs> like, 
and, and, and this guy's payroll was ridiculous. I mean, John Morrison was on the show. Brian Cage was on the show. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of other names and everything. That was their main event, like John Morrison, Brian Cage. But I was just like, yeah, this was ridiculous. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, all right, I'm going to be safe because I'm not going to kill myself. But at the same time, I got to give it. I mean, these 13 people paid the same money as if there was 50,000 people to see a show. So I got to go out and I got to give them a show. So yeah. I make sure, you know, I'm, I I go out there as if I just pretend, just like I'm at, say I'm at training or whatever. Right. I'll just pretend there's right. a full crowd there and I'll, I'll give it my all. I'm not going to risk my life for <laughs> things, you know. But at the same time, I got to give them a show. And then, and then I asked the promoter, what the hell was he thinking? Did, didn't he know he had to actually, you know, it's funny because promoters, they think that just putting a post out on Facebook is going to work. Right. They don't realize that Facebook reaches out to the entire world. The entire world's not going to travel to your, to that town in Florida to see your show. That's a fact. You got to promote locally. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Um, give me the, uh, when you've been at events and people don't exactly know who you are, Give me the wrestler they mistake you for the most often. Oh, I get. I I, I feel like I'm mistaken can, more. Can, than can I, I hang on? Can I can I venture a guess? <laughs> what? Have you ever gotten Buff Bagwell? I don't actually. Actually, no, I don't think I've ever ah, gotten that one. I just thought with the facial lately, hair, maybe like there's a chance. No, lately I've been getting Sandow. Okay, yeah, I could absolutely okay, see yes, that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent, I could see that one. That's the new one I get. Um, when I had short hair and not like a long beard, I would get like a mini Chris Masters. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, that one I can absolutely see. I remember seeing you back at the Shamrock Cup, and I think it was my girlfriend who thought you were who looked like Chris Masters. <laughs> Do you? So, have- and then, uh, and then I had I used to have long hair and no beard a while ago, and WWE would actually mistake me as Trent Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. So, like, they, they always thought I was, like, his brother or something, like, when I would uh, get extra work. And then, and then recently, oh, this was, like, a couple months before I actually went for my tryout. And uh, this is a funny story. I, Regal uh, was actually at an Evolve show, and I went up to him, and I knew about my tryout already. And I said, hey, sir, I just want to, you know, say hi or whatever. And he was, like, saying hi to me like he knows me and everything. And I was like... Hey, I'm going to be there in February uh, at the tryout. You know, I'm real excited or whatever. And he, he just looks at me and he goes, why would you try out? You've already worked for us. <laughs> Did he think you were Beretta? He, and the, yeah, and I literally, as soon as he said that, I went, oh, I'm not Trent Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, yeah. have you ever just gone with it? Like, have you ever done, the, like somebody came up to you and thought that you were something, you're just like, yeah, and you just signed an autograph or something. Have you ever gone, the, the, just gone the full on route? No, 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 but uh, I've seen, like, guys go, uh, actually, um, when I spent my some time in Japan, uh, Uha Nation was there, mm-hmm. and every everyone there would mistake him as Bob Sapp for okay. some reason, just because he's okay. a big black yeah, guy. yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, and, he, you know, he, Bob Sapp is, like, one of the most over guys in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so eventually he just said, screw it, and he just started signing autographs <laughs> and taking pictures. <laughs> He's like, hell, I'll probably get a free meal out of it at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is phenomenal. Did, dude, like, how does Regal handle making that mistake? Does he, like, is he overly apologetic, or is he just like, you know what, kid, just be happy that I think you're anybody? Actually, he, yeah, he was. He was like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. He's like, 
Yeah, he was like, I, I just saw Trent the other day, and for some reason, you know, I, I looked at you, and I All thought right. it was him. All it's right. like, it's dark back here, whatever. But he was, like, apologizing, and he's like, I do remember you. I do know. Because, like, I've met him a few times, like, at TV and stuff. Yeah. Uh, You know, doing extra work. So, yeah, he was kind of telling me. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, you probably don't remember me, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there and smile anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the WWE tryout like? Um, It's intense. Um, It's. Like the work itself is super hard. Um, they, you know, they 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 pretty much all they're doing is they're trying to break you and they're trying to see how much fight you have in you. They're also trying to see if you're coachable, so they're going to sit there and correct every little thing they can and see if you change it on the next time you go, whatever it is. Um, but they do try to break you down. Um, but at the same time, like you can tell who wants it and who doesn't. I mean, you know, and this is obviously I'm going to be that. Uh, which call it? I'm you know I'm gonna be all for the wrestlers, but like we go when when wrestlers are there, we don't quit. We I don't care how much my body hates me and and I want to die at that moment. I'm gonna keep going. And then you see these you know these six five athletes from you know the NFL Combine or whatever it is that just kind of get the invite and they're just making up excuses and crapping out and not you know they're just quitting halfway through the stuff. You know you. you kind of pisses you off as a wrestler and then it's funny because like they're the guys that they're looking at too wow that's cool all right i mean it's not cool but you know that's weird so, yeah so that's that's the that's that's my salty rant right there right. <laughs> he is tony niece um uh, this is awesome we we need to have you on more often because we can just <laughs> sit in here and talk shop let's make sure we plug evolve uh again here locally in our neck of the woods on august 19th but two more shows before that coming up in july and if you're not paying attention to Evolve, you need to start paying attention to Evolve. It is freaking amazing. Go to DGUSA.TV to get your tickets. And, uh, of course, Aaron and I will see you at the event on August 19th. Tony, plugs for you. Um, Twitter, Instagram, T-shirts, what can we plug? Yeah, I mean, both my Instagram and Twitter are pretty much what I'm mostly active on. Uh, that's at Tony Nice. So that's simple. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to... You know, just follow me along my journey as I, as I do this Cruiserweight Classic and uh, and then, you know, the Evolve shows and everything and then see where it goes from there. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to make some big waves and, and have a really big surge in my career in the next year or so. No doubt, man. Hey, this is awesome. Really enjoyed this, Tony. Hope that we can do it again down the road. Best of luck to you moving forward, all right? All right, thank you so much for having me. Very cool, man. He was he, he was, was awesome. He was awesome. I, I remember I saw him for the first time actually at MCW a couple of years ago uh, at the Shamrock Cup. He was one of the competitors. And he was a guy, the first time I saw I was like, if this guy's three inches taller, he's in WWE. And not just in WWE, he's a star. No, he's a star because he's so jacked. He's, he's so, he, yeah. he has the perfect look. He's just five. No doubt. Nine or whatever, five, eight. Yeah. Let's welcome uh, AJ Francis back in from down in Tampa at uh, Seamus' house. He unfortunately was uh, getting out of practice today as uh, we were recording that interview, so he wasn't able to join us. But um, I, I, look, I am geeked up about the Cruiserweight Classic because I'm geeked up about more content. That That's my deal is that you give me more content and this is different this is interesting it's some names that you know you some great names some tremendous some great names yeah. and the thing that's most exciting to me the fact that i don't know normally with a big card i at least have heard of at least somewhat familiar with pretty much everyone on the card i don't know eight of the eight or nine of these guys and like, you're a nerd all. i know yeah. exactly well no that's my point right. i'm a nerd and i don't know these guys and i'm really excited to find out some uh, new stuff about these guys uh aj you complained about the number of competitors that are in the event 
I really don't. I mean, 32 is a great number. 32 is a great number for a tournament. I just assumed when they outlined it and they said it was going to be a network uh, feature, I assumed it would be like a 64-man or 128-man tournament, just like a big, massive tournament. I would. I. I wish they could do this recurring enough with these 32 guys. Like, I wish they had enough guy, like a, I mean, control over these guys that it didn't have to be a single in you know, elimination you. tournament. Well, you're, you're, no, we're as we're just talking to Tony Nese about. They don't yet. They might. They they definitely will. And this is no, no. I don't mean that they actually do. I'm saying they're the number one. I understand that. And so if they if they go back and propose to them, basically what he's saying, he wants he wants it to be pool system. Yes, I would. He wants them to be there for. I would not. I would prefer this not to be a single elimination thing. I would prefer that everybody gets a rub out of this, right? Like as we're talking about with Tony, ultimately. Wish they would have did it like the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. How about like maybe two, they are? Have they announced it? They haven't announced that yet. It's no, it's just, just the, based the on the number tapings. of tapings. There's only we, four tapings overall, which so it's with seems, 32 guys, it's 31 seems, matches. You'd be yeah really going if it was a pot system. But uh, love the names. Love like it, no, it's, no doubt. It's really, t- I love Tajiri and Brian Kendrick. Being yeah, Tajiri and Brian Kendrick are in there. Which like okay, f- why? But the truth is that it gives it, it gives them the names. Right. If you're someone who's only ever watched WWE programming, now you recognize a couple of names and you. That person might now be drawn to the Cruiserweight Classic because, oh, I recognize some of those names. And Tajiri still goes. Like, to, uh, sure, Kendrick I Kendrick no has doubt. transitioned a little bit more into the trainer role, but Tajiri is still very much relevant as a wrestler in Japan. The only disappointing part to me is that there isn't more recognizable NXT talent involved, right? Like, And I wonder if they did that intentionally. And I, that's my gut. My gut is that's intentional. But that, I think that would be beneficial to them yeah. in a lot of ways. All in all, there's very little complaints about it. I think it's great. I think it's loaded. I think it's awesome. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, some of these guys, you just don't think of them as cruiserweights, right? Like, like freaking Tony Nese is a jack dude, right? I guess technically T- because... Tommaso Ciampa, to me. Yeah, the guy right? like, like, wow. Especially really... when, you, when you think of him in Ring of Honor, he was kind of the battering ram guy. Yeah. Like, he wasn't really a cruiserweight, but just that, you know, everyone's a cruiserweight in Ring of Honor, more or less. Basically. Basically, yeah. right. But, oh, my God. Uh, there are a couple... It's, it's one thing that kind of dropped out. It's interesting that... They clearly, you know, have working relationships here, but they need to, they felt the need to change some of the names. So, uh, Grand Metallic is actually a huge name in Mexico. Mascara Dorada, who's also been in, uh, New Japan and stuff. Okay. But they felt the name to change the name, which is interesting, but th- just the fact that, again, well, Mascara Dorada is, it's another doing thing, this. it's another thing that's interesting that they're doing, right? And AJ, I'm sure you noticed this too, which is that they're referencing a lot of other companies, like during the, the AJ Styles, uh, PWG, but they're not recognizing TNA. TNA, no. PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan yeah. were the three I think, he mentioned. I think that's intentional. I really think. Oh, of course it is. With, with, no, but I'm saying like, I think with Triple H having more say in the company, and I think him seeing what he believes is the future of wrestling, which we're all seeing with what, how they're using NXT, the Cruiserweight Classic, how they're bringing guys from across the world, like the best yeah, guys in the world. But he's also brought in about five TNA dudes. Like. No, 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 but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, they're not going to have an open relationship with TNA. Oh, you're saying that because you can sort of you can trade off they have, Ring of they Honor. They can have yeah. open relationships with Ring of Honor okay. and New yeah, Japan yeah, I hear you. and all these other places, so they can say, "Oh, I'm going to talk about you guys because, I mean, we're going to take talent from you guys right. as often as we can." Right. No, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 that does make sense. That does make sense. All right. Anything else to be said about the cruiserweights? I, I um, yeah, I would love to point out. Every, I think everyone should pick a dark horse. Someone who we don't think is going to win, but that we really like. Because I, uh, I have. Well, okay. Do you think you know who's going to win? 
Uh, if I had to pick somebody, I would think Kota Ibushi. Yeah, he's, that he's would be my favorite. pick as well. Yeah. yeah, that would be my pick as well. So okay, very good. So but we're all my there. dark horse that I think is going to win, that I would like to see get at least a big run out of it, is Cedric Alexander. Yeah, and and you know that I've loved him since Ring of Honor. He quit Ring of Honor to do this. So you. Oh, know, I didn't know that. Well, he's he's not directly, but he's not part of Ring of Honor. That's why he's part of Evolve. He's part of Evolve now, ah. and he left Ring of Honor. So I expect him to be one of those guys who is signed at the end of this. Okay. Yeah, that would make make a lot of sense. The name that jumps out at me, and not just because he's local, because he's already signed, because he's an NXT guy already, is Rich Swan. I think Rich Swan is a guy that they they would stand to do well by giving him a run. I know, I get it, we're going to like him more because he's a Baltimore guy, but it's more about he's already under contract, he's already part of what they're doing, it would make a lot of sense for him to make a deep run in this thing as an introduction to NXT and to more significant things on NXT. And if, if I was picking a guy, it would be Zack Sabre Jr. Well, because uh, you, you would you would make out with him if he asked you to. I mean, he is, did you see that Kurt Angle match over good. the weekend? He's very, very he was good. awesome. I'm not debating whether or not Zack Sabre Jr. is very um, good. He's and and really I, good. I fully expect uh, WWE to be signing him in the next year or two. So. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All right, good deal. Um, we come back in, I don't even know what we're doing yet. We never really planned out segment number three, but it'll be great. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing called it surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing cause there is no fee. Cash for nothing cause there is no fee. Stay in the fan with a baseball word to the wise O's fans in earshot. Why not plan on coming to the next Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar? It's a great way to see the O's, have some great food and beverages at Game Sports Bar, and get to hear Orioles Hangout owner Tony Penty and me talk about the hottest O's topics going into that night's game. Here's the deal. Discounted ticket. Free parking at Game Sports Bar's lot at 1400 Warner Avenue, right next door to the Horseshoe Casino. Make a plan to come out for the next Orioles Hangout Night, which is June 17th, Friday against Toronto. Come out 90 minutes before game time. Let's paint the game sports bar orange starting at 530. Visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Hangout for details and to get your tickets for Orioles Hangout Night at Game Sports Bar. Hi, Ken Dallas here, KZ, from the PressBox Fantasy Reality Football Show, which you can hear right here on PressBox Radio every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. till noon. Myself, Sarita, the NFL chick, KO, keeping us on the air. It's called The Football Show. We talk all things football, high school football, college football. NFL football, of course, we lean a little bit towards the Ravens, but we'll also talk Baltimore sports and all sports in general. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon, on the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show. The PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Show, Sunday mornings, 10 to noon, PressBoxOnline.com slash fantasy.
Segment number three, it is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and the main event, A.J. Francis from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, live from uh, Seamus' house. Correct. It's been, could you imagine if he had picked Apollo Cruz while he was at Seamus' house? That's the entire reason why Miko picked Seamus. Right, though, of course. Right, right because yeah. he's got to live in at his house, no doubt. All right, um, we're going to do something, and I don't remember if you guys know how this goes. This is like, um, uh, this is like when, what's the longest AJ, <clears throat> I happen to know that AJ uh, was active at a young age. AJ, what's the longest in your life that you've ever gone without having sex? From the first time I had sex till the second time I had sex. And how long Four was that? Years. Four years. Four years. Um, I've never yeah. gone that long, but again, that's not because I... For those wondering, yes, I lost my virginity at 12. Yeah. It was a little young to do that but and i wouldn't recommend it to anyone listening under the age of 16 let's but, let's let's go from the time you turned 16 the second time you had sex yeah from then what's the longest you ever went without having sex <laughs> probably <laughs> nine months wow which would be between the second and third time well all right <laughs> jesus <laughs> In your sexually active life, <laughs> what's the longest you've gone without having sex? I like how we did it once. Right? Like, <laughs> normally month, the early time. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I once in my life went three months without having sex. It yeah. just, it was a weird, goofy I situation. Um, three months, uh, my, uh, I don't, I don't want to get into yeah. it. Three months is the longest I've ever gone without having sex. This is a lot like that. We've just gone a while without doing this. I hope we still remember how to do it. That's all I'm saying. It's time for the quick count. The quick count is the part of the show where we do three stories that we haven't had a chance to talk about but are worth talking about. Aaron gets to go off the res... Right? This is how this works, yes. correct? Yes. This isn't the one where we get naked, correct? No, that's at your party. Oh, okay. All right, very good. So Aaron goes off the reservation. By the way, you uh, you uh, definitely surpassed the over that I had. I mean, the over-under I put. Oh, oh, on, on. down how long I thought it would go into the show before you made. I jacking have not. Off. I have not said anything about jacking off whatsoever. And, and well, you did I'm say the exact same thing. I said thirty-two huh. minutes, and I was far off. <laughs> Suck it! Do I get money for that or what? No. Oh damn it! All right, Aaron, go off the reservation. What's number one? This uh, let's talk about TNA. We haven't really talked. Do we much have to. We let's just mention it. Right. Uh, Bobby Lashley is the new <laughs> champion <laughs> on Slammiversary. Uh, Bobby Lashley won. Uh, it was an interesting pay-per-view all the way around. The Matt Hardy entrance. If you haven't seen the Matt Hardy entrance for Slammiversary, go find the Matt Hardy. It's it's online places. It's uh. I didn't see it. It's uh, it it involves the audience with lots of kind of nervous laughter. That oh. that was kind of the reaction. Oh, Brother Nero. He he comes out with like this Beethoven concerto music, and Rebby's introducing him, and it's just. It's really weird and awkward. Do you get the feeling this is all him? Like, do you get the feeling that this oh, is yeah. all... Oh, it's all him and Jeff. Yeah. This is absolutely 100%. Like, like somebody sort of needs to grab him and be like, you guys realize you're Matt and Jeff Hardy, I mean, right? this is... Like... Don't forget, Jeff is the guy who created Willow, Willow as a I character. Oh, so bad. Um, so, I remember I openly made fun of Willow to Matt once, and, like, he was not... He didn't find it funny at all. Like, I was They, just they like, used Willow in this build. Uh, they, they had him uh, show up. But, um... Apparently, I didn't. I didn't see all the pay per view. I kind of saw a couple of the matches I felt like watching. Um, apparently, it was a decent pay per view, and they tried to capitalize on it by having this big impact. Oh, yeah. It was going to have all the titles on the line, <laughs> and then the first hour, fifteen minutes, was all commercials Ugh. because Pop was having issues. Oh, it's so bad. It's I, so I feel bad. Like on the one hand, yeah, TNA does a lot of it to themselves. Classic TNA. 
But on the other hand, then that happens. Oh, there's also the news that if Billy Cor- Billy Corbin is now a uh, partial owner of it. I think he, I had heard something about that. He bought it on Saturday because if he hadn't, uh, they would have gone bankrupt. Oh, Jesus Christ. They were out of money, and they needed a quick Oof. investor, so he bought in and is now a minority owner. I am all for anything that gets more Grado in my life, so... You said Billy Corbin, as in Billy Corbin... Not the director. Oh, I was going to say, wow. No, the guy from The Smashing Pumpkin. Smashing Pumpkin. And Billy Corgan. That's what I said. Didn't I say uh, Corgan? Well, he's Billy Corbin. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Billy That's Corgan. why I asked what you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy... Uh, Billy Corgan had been on create, the creative staff for a while, and over the weekend, he bought a minority stake in the company because if they hadn't, they wouldn't have been able to pay the production team. That's rough. That's ain't yeah. good. It ain't good. I know that Not much. good. But uh, Bobby Lashley is the champion, so we'll see. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's a very credible champion. Yeah. I mean, I, who's, who's got a problem and, with that? And, you know, EC3 and Bennett were amazing because well, EC3 and, and Bennett, Bennett are amazing. amazing. Correct. Yeah. All right, I've got nothing else to say about yeah, this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, what's next? Oh yeah, what's let's, next? Let's go. Let's go to the two pay-per-view news. And we'll so yeah, you got to tell me about this because I hadn't so, heard. So apparently, I, I don't know where he was, but Jerry the King Lawler was doing an interview or a panel or something along those lines, and he said that he was told, and and the idea is, as far as the pay-per-view schedule for the brand split goes, that both brand, that there will be separate pay-per-views for the brands, and each pay, and each brand will have a pay-per-view every month. Uh, this has been no. A, hard, hard pass. A, hard pass. B, well, I don't understand how you, why. You, you want a pay-per-view every two weeks? But I don't, like, to me, it's all on the network. No, I understand. I'm not having to pay for it. It's I, this to me is how you thin this out and make o- it not over, work. It's, you, you oversaturate the product. Yeah, that's my problem. My problem is, I, I in theory. Not really, because it's a pay-per-view every two weeks. In theory, but in actuality, it's a pay-per-view every, every month. Every two so you, weeks, you have to watch eight hours of wrestling to, twi- twi- you know, every other week you have to watch eight hours of wrestling. You guys were just bitching about not having enough content. Yeah, I, and that's content to me isn't the problem. The problem to me is that you thin this out and you end up having putting stuff on that's not quality. That's my issue. That's now the look, thing. If you have the other rumor is that SmackDown is going to go three hours, right? Right. Yeah. If you have a three-hour show. That gets a one get one pay per view every month, and another three hour show that gets one pay per view every month. That's actually how you like add more content without like having guys that are good enough to get those moments not have those moments. I, you got You have to say that part again. You kind of lost me a little bit. <laughs> like the guys, the the guys that wouldn't like Neville when he gets back. Yes. When or Apollo Cruz. So you're like saying that it, this, it, it, helps, match it helps elevate the low carders. It, it gives everybody time. Right, and that's it. good as long as you can continue to make them. The, the problem is, I that's worry. The thing is because they don't have, they're all on one show. So they can't use, like, if New Day is on Raw, whatever 20 minutes you were going to dedicate to New Day on SmackDown every week. Right, you get to do something called. else with. Right, I understand exactly what you're saying. They just have to use that in a quality way. And that's, we've we've seen this before when they spread it out. They end up deciding they're so in love with certain people, it, it's, it's the tricky part, right? You end up finding out that what they do with SmackDown is, well, they trust five guys, and you're basically getting five guys for three hours. They don't really have enough quality. I think they can. It takes dedicated writing. It takes dedicated booking, and it takes not having someone, Vince McMahon, leering over your card and saying, that person's not going to get TV time. Scratch that out and give one more segment to this match instead. 
it, it takes real dedication to make it work. If they're how do you know that? How do you know that one show's not Vince's and one's not Triple H's? I, it, that ends up well. Then still one of them's Vince's, and there's still the power for him to step in and say this isn't going to work. My my point being, I'm not saying to you that they can't do it. I'm saying my trust isn't there because of how it's gone before. If they if they put enough quality and enough talent on both of these shows to make it worthwhile, then yeah, I'm going to watch these things every couple of weeks. I will, and I'll be entertained by them. At the moment, I'm not ready for that. Also, I still think you run the risk of there being people. We are all admitting we'll watch as much quality you know, content as you give us. We're also nines. Their average consumer is not a nine. And They're, if they do go to three hours of and you're saying in order to properly follow the product, basically, you know. No, you really don't. You just could have it so that you watch Raw. Right, and that's that's what I'm thinking a lot of people will choose to do. There will be a lot of people who choose, this is the show that I watch, and and instead of you know, yeah, doubling your numbers. Yeah, and that's how you build a rivalry like they're trying to do. People say competition. But if some people, if Kevin Owens if, is if on SmackDown, away, and people are saying that they want to watch Kevin Owens, they're only going to watch SmackDown. If you're chasing, but if the, the idea is to chase away people from watching your product, that's never a good business plan. Period. Like, even if it's cool for the rivalry They're, they're obviously not saying, let's do this so we have less viewers. Right. No, no, no. I don't think that's what they're saying it for. I think that we're saying that's the collateral damage. The collateral damage is that instead of doubling your numbers, you end up just simply splitting the numbers that you currently have in half. Instead of getting more eyeballs, you have the same number of eyeballs. You're just more evenly splitting them out. Instead of having everybody watch Raw and nobody watch SmackDown, you'll have a lot of people watch Raw and a lot of other people watch SmackDown, right? Like, it's still the same. Lower ratings for both, but or maybe a little more. Lower ratings for Raw, higher ratings for yeah. whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's my concern is that you don't end up getting a greater number um, because you're not making it. What right now you have the ability to do is make a bunch of viable stars and then put them all available on a pay-per-view to say, hey, look, this is when you can come watch everybody. And if you like what you see of the, the, the guys that you like on Raw, because you're a Raw, Raw watcher, here's what you're missing on SmackDown. You should watch SmackDown on Tuesday. That, to me, is the point of doing it the same way. Now, clearly, this split, this pay-per-view split isn't coming immediately because they haven't put any tickets on sale for any pay-per-views anywhere that aren't, I mean, we, we don't have... I'm, I'm guessing, well, and simply because of the timing, nothing. this wouldn't be taking place until September. That At the earliest. Earliest, yeah. Right, they have to start announcing those pay-per-views pretty quickly in order to start selling tickets. Right. My gut is this might not be coming until more like the end of the year if this is really coming. Yeah. You, you, in I that, was thinking probably more like after Mania. That would be a logical time to... You know, after Mania might be a very logical time to, to try to con- make something like this happen. I, I guess my point would be, you think if you're going to do it that way... The first few months are really critical to build your audience in order to get it to that point. And yeah. using the pay-per-views to say, if you're only watching Raw, if you're someone who just watches Raw, you're missing, we caught up Finn Balor and put him on SmackDown. You're missing Finn Balor. You need to see Finn Balor on a pay-per-view so that you know you should be tuning into SmackDown. That's what they need to accomplish in the first however long they go before they split up the pay-per-views. Yeah. I just... I... Even for me, I feel like if you're asking me to watch nine hours over three days, I get it. or, yeah. at some point you're going to decide it, you it, don't. It's going to be. It's going to cause fatigue. Whether it causes burnout is the question. Right. It's going to cause fatigue. Let's all, let's all tell the truth. We're going to fast forward through a match at some point. We're going to do it. You're just going to do it. You're going to record it. You guys are also not. You're also discounting the fact that we live in a Hulu world. No, I that you can watch it whenever you choose to watch it. Right. I understand that. If you you can watch raw. I, what I'm probably going to do. Is that I'm gonna treat now? I'm gonna treat when they do the brand split. I'm gonna treat SmackDown like I treat NXT, where if I can watch it when it's live, 
dope. I'll do it. If not, I'll watch it when I can. And well, I'll still considering be we do a podcast about it, we might need you to watch it um, by like Thursday. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's what I, mean, well. <laughs> um, I get it. And again, we're not the people that we're talking about here. We wrestling fans will watch. They need the average, the lukewarm wrestling fan well, to watch. I, and I, but I do. Having said that, I do wonder if they're making it so more of the hardcore wrestling fans will turn to DVR. I'm sure. Than, than they are now. But we got to get over that. They they have to be over that. Well, I don't know if they're over that. I, I get it. It's tough to be over that because yeah, you want like, those numbers. But I don't you, know if they're over that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta understand that those aren't the enemy is not the person that's watching you on DVR. That's your friend right. that watches you on DVR. It might not be your until, lover. But until the advertisers start. I get it, but that's your friend. You need to figure out a way to advertise to those people, too, yeah. which is why they do advertising within right. their content. Right. They, don't, they can't just simply do, look, WWE's got to think about some of the things within a match going split box like they do on NASCAR races. Within a match. Here the match is still running, and we're going to run commercials at the same time. I mean, you're, I don't know why they haven't done that already. Yeah. They have okay. the content. Yeah. The matches yeah. are continuing. Have a, you, could, you don't even have to go split box, really. Yeah. You can actually go like would go the ticker too. at the bottom, like you do with. Uh, I think they uh, want to give. Them, I think you want to give them a little bit more than that, just because you're, you want to sell more money for these commercials. You know what I mean? But like, the NASCAR fans get pissed off about it all the time, right? Like Fox does this worse than anyone does. Fox, like I don't watch enough NASCAR races, but the NASCAR people I know are like, dude, half the race you miss. Because they're going double box and they're running full commercials while you're trying to watch the race. It's a freaking NASCAR race. You can see what's happening if it's still on the screen. That would be my point about you're continuing the matches in the arena. You can't run some commercials and let us continue to watch the match without commentary. I mean, yeah. to me, that's how you start solving these problems. It's a good one. Thank, thank you, Aaron. One. It's not quite as good as Brock Lesnar no, showing not, up. No, not but, nearly as good as yeah, that. Right. Nowhere near as good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. All right, we just want to move on, number three? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I haven't watched NXT yet this week. I, I warn you that up top. I don't know what's going on. Nor have I. I know that a week ago, Aaron sent both of us a tweet. And I nearly wanted to strangle him because I hadn't. I, I just didn't know what was going on yet. Yeah, and that's I, kind of a dick move. Well, yeah. It was Triple H tweet. I, I understand. That's the kind of thing that I would like. If I came across it on my own, I was like, okay, that's awesome. Right. But you sent it to me, I was like, you bastard. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I thought. I get it what you're saying. that like We should all be following Triple H. We should all see Triple H's tweets. I understand. I do that. follow Triple H. So I, I somehow, somehow I, did, I had not seen it. I don't know how. I had not seen it. I had not seen it. And, so, and to be fair, at the time, I didn't know exactly what it was, other than it was just him sitting at the monitor. So <laughs> it looks like... We know what's going down at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Yeah, at, uh, on NXT this week, it ended with, um, you know, I told you last week, I was like, I was a little I was like, huh, Balor didn't get his send-off moment, you know, the normal big cheer. So he came out for his send-off moment, and he's like, you know, I don't know exactly what else there is for me to do there. And then Nakamura's music hits. <laughs> <laughs> Jizz, everywhere. So much jizz. Oh, my God. Valor Nakamura at Brooklyn. I'm glad that you didn't get tickets for us because it would have been awkward when we got kicked off because they caught me jacking off in the arena. Like, that would have been a really awkward moment for – it would have been good publicity for the show that they said uh, podcasts are arrested. It's a wrestling. What's that? 
the news would have said, these guys are that dedicated right. to wrestling. They showed up to jerk off in the arena while uh, watching this match. Um, yeah, it's probably better that that didn't happen. I, I don't. I have nothing to say other than I'm glad I'm alive. Uh, bless you, Triple H. Please do not let me die before SummerSlam. Right? Like that's all I ask for in the world. If I go the, right after SummerSlam, somebody take care of my kid, okay? And you know, do 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 me a and favor. Make, make sure the kid watches. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and you know, put it to my wife every now and then if you don't mind. All right? She deserves it. She's a good lady. Okay? But just please don't let it happen before then. Just die. Now, the only argument, we talked about this last week, is were you better off not doing this until they did it at WrestleMania? That's the only argument to it. And my argument against that is these guys... You can do both. Yeah, well, you can do both, but also they don't need, necessarily need each other for WrestleMania. No. You know what I mean? No, like they could, they could they, do whatever. Whatever these guys do at WrestleMania is going to be phenomenal. Because both of you, them should, you shouldn't put them Bal- together. I mean, There's no reason both to Both of them, them versus Brock Lesnar at Mania is money. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. So that's my my only argument aside is that like I get why some people would say that's a WrestleMania match. What are you doing doing it now? Okay, well you have to sell an arena first. I get it. The tickets were already sold. You know what I mean? Like you want this to be a massive event that Saturday night in New York. Do you want you this think to it's be not that big? You ESPN is going to be on I, their I, door. I understand. That's huge. I understand. I just I get the argument for doing it in New York, and you don't need them. They, this does not need to be the match at WrestleMania. Yeah. There's, there's a million other things we want these two guys to do, and they're all going to be really good WrestleMania matches as well. I mean, if, if you're looking for like, oh my god, what do you have to do at Mania that's based on the past? Well, then Balor, AJ makes a lot yeah, more sense good. than, uh, Balor Nakamura. Pretty good. I'd live with that. Alright. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing else yeah. to be said. It's just, all hail Triple H. Money. Correct. May we, may we, you know what? If Triple H said now, will you join the Kiss My Ass Club? I would say three times. Yes. Correct. Three times. And if, uh, there might be other things. I mean, Jesus, God bless them. Anything else? Oh, top five. Right. Let's do a top five this week. All right. So for this week's top five, um, AJ tossed out this idea of, remember, there were supposed to be seven, not, not AJ, Aaron. No, do my not bad. give AJ the credit for My that. bad. Absolutely my bad. not. My fault. My Absolutely fault. not. Aaron tossed out this idea. That remember, there were supposed to be seven guys in the Money in the Bank match, and then there just weren't, and we didn't really say anything about it. Remember, we thought it was going to be John Cena because they, you know, like they announced all six, and then John Cena was showing up the next week. And we're like, oh, well, that's who the seven's going to be, and then the Glory be AJ Styles music hit. So Aaron has suggested, hey, how great would it be if it was Brock Lesnar? Yeah, it would be the greatest thing that could ever happen in the world. Now, um. AJ, Aaron, and I talked off the air. You didn't? Did you include Brock Lesnar in your list? I made two picks for five, just in case. Okay, you right. okay, good, yeah, good. we did not. We're, we are keeping Brock Lesnar because because Aaron's, it's the right idea. Yeah, Aaron's already put it out there, and we get it. It was just the best idea. Correct. So this is outside of Brock Lesnar. You could put anyone else. You don't even have to explain it necessarily. You could put anybody else. That we all the entrants come out for Money in the Bank, and what's what's that? There's there's more music. There, there's a seventh. Who would your seventh be? That's our top five. All right. So again, within reason, nobody that has no you like, not EC3. Zack Saber Jr. is not on my yeah, list. Yeah, correct. I almost put Goldberg on my list because he's associated with the he video is game, but very associated at the moment. But no, Goldberg yeah, did, did not, not include Goldberg. Either. All right. Um. AJ. So AJ starts and finishes. AJ, your number five. My number five. 
I don't think it would happen in the way you just described it. I think that if you could find a way for it to make sense and work, I mean, the easiest way to do it is you have all six guys in the ring standing there, and then the entire arena goes black. And then the lights come on, and Bray Wyatt is standing in the ring as the seventh member. In the ring. I like that, actually. I'm surprised you put that at five. I have that way higher on the list. I have avoided putting Bray Wyatt on my list, only because, like, I, I kind of half expect it. You know what I mean? Like, I, at this point, would anybody be stunned if something like that were to occur? No. No. I mean, I, I think the only thing I would be, lights go off, lights go on, he's at the top of the ladder already. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What is it with you? Where the hell are all these ideas coming from? In the, you're saying like, in the match. I'm thinking, midway through the match, or at the end of right. the match even. That's why I have it as number two, because I think that it would just be phenomenal. They're all like laying down, or god you know, they all just brawled with each other. Lights go on, lights go off, he's at the top of the ladder, reaches up and <laughs> Damn it! And leaves the arena. You couldn't say that he wasn't money in the bank. Uh, right. Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, all right. Well, my number five isn't as good, but I, it was more along the lines of why it's my number five. My number five is, um, is Colin Cassidy. I mean, like, I just would, I, I would think that if he looks strong in a tag team match, you could sell the idea of suddenly him turning around and being that guy. I just think that he's, there's a fine line where we love Enzo and Cass, but the truth is, I think they know that, that Cass is a star. Um, he's got the look. He's got all of it. He could be a single star. And I think it would just be, I don't think he has to win. It just gets him an opportunity to sort of live in that world for a minute. And that's why he'd be my number five. All right. My number five is a, like you, guy who I wouldn't expect to win, but would be amazing as a competitor. I want to pay off the Royal Rumble. Our truth runs in, in the middle it. of the match. God damn it. He's my number four. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you so much. But it's I, so but he's, he's my number four in a different way. He's my number four in the way that like you bring him out there thinking that he's in the elimination chamber or something. Like You do it no, for the bit. You, no, this time you bring him out there and have him throwing people over the top rope. <laughs> yeah, sure. Something along those lines, right. Or you have him be serious for once, and he actually like almost gets the uh, the briefcase. Or he doesn't know that he, it. maybe he doesn't know that he's not in the match, and nobody tells him. And and he like does awesome. Oh, like, he, that like, would be like he's, everybody. He goes and gets the briefcase. Somebody's like, dude, you're not in the match. Like something along wow. those lines yeah. would be really so, so, something where for the like he's actually serious for once. He just like lays out everybody, he climbs up, and whether or not he actually gets it, but like he actually yeah. does well, a little serious thirty number, seconds. He's my number four. So uh, AJ, uh, yeah, AJ, back to you, number four. My number four, and I don't even know if this will be feasible just because I don't know what his health situation is, but I would love it because this is Money in the Bank, like the Mega Man ladder matches always have somebody who could do cool spots off the top of the ladder or like jump in big dope spots. If Neville got in this match, yeah. and I don't know what his he's injury is. He's supposed to be is. back in the next month. That's the, been the latest report that came out a couple so days ago. So if he's supposed to be back in the next month, I mean, it's not too far of a reach. I think that's the one thing this match is missing is the high flyers, and I think it would be incredible. Uh, I mean, look, yeah, nobody's arguing with Neville. I mean, it, he would look really good in a match like this. I don't know that I trust that they have any direction for Neville, so I don't know what to say about it. But yeah, if he gets in the match and wins, that's some direction. No, for it would be a lot of direction. That would <laughs> be a lot, <laughs> all the direction you can handle. 
All right, uh, Aaron, you're number four. Uh, my number four, and this is as much he didn't necessarily need to win, but he deserves to be in a spot like that, and uh, The Miz. I think The Miz should be in a spotlight now. I know he's off doing the movie and everything, but the fact that he's, you know, He's had a great run, and all of a sudden he's off the paper. Everybody loves The Miz. Right. Like, I'm not arguing. I almost put The Miz as my number one, to tell you the truth, but then I just yeah. left him off. But, I mean, whether or not he would, A, he should win because he's The Miz and he's awesome and he Correct. deserves another title run. But uh, even if he didn't, like, the fact that he's off this pay-per-view, even though it's because of a movie and he's doing other things, that's just a bummer because he was doing awesome for that uh, run after Mania. I, I, I love The Miz. I like the oh, yeah, right. him being on. It adds. You talk about character depth. Him literally having the Intercontinental title on set and sending videos is incredible. Oh, it's great. I agree with that entirely. It's like, I oh, yeah, I'm actually, that like, you guys make fun of me, but I actually am a movie star. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on set. This is my belt. Hope you guys enjoy it. I'll be back whenever I want to come back. I hear you, man. I completely hear you. All right. Um, so let's go back to AJ then for number three. Number three. This is kind of, uh, you guys might not, with the parameters we set, you might not agree with how I put this, but I'm just thinking the same reason Brock Lesnar would work, if you really wanted to do it, Uh-oh. The Rock would work. Uh, sure. I mean, of course The Rock would work. Imagine I don't really The know. Rock carrying around the Money in the Bank briefcase. Right. So all the pressers for his promote movies. central intelligence. But he didn't right. even carry around the WWE title when he was promoting That is true. Movie. He didn't really. I mean, that's the one tricky part about it is, that, like, why would The Rock care about the briefcase? And your argument back is because you get to become the champion. Like, I get that. You yes. know what I mean? I do get that. But apparently but, The Rock gets to show up and be named. Yeah, correct. One he sort of doesn't need the briefcase in order to be the champion. You know what I mean? Like, he gets to just show up at WrestleMania and demand that he has a match. Like, with a flamethrower for no reason whatsoever. What if he used the flamethrower in the match? He didn't. He lit his name on fire. No, but I'm saying, what, what if, if for the money in the bank... He came down with the flamethrower to scared, the ring. Scared yes. everybody off he, the flamethrower. He, he would then win. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's correct. Would. That would work that way. That, that is factual. All right. Uh, my number three, speaking of flames, um, just look, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. You've been very dangerous where you're going. <laughs> no, 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 easy, easy, easy. My number three, imagine if someone won the money in the bank but said, I'm not looking for a title match. I want to cash this in to run SmackDown. I almost put him on my... Kane is my number three. Oh. Kane is... You I wanted to say Shane. Shane McMahon? I almost put Shane Kane on my is my number three. You just brought him back. I love Goofy Kane. I love silly I, corporate I, I love Kane. that they mentioned the car battery. Oh, it was really amazing. I I love silly, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to wear slacks. And you don't know, I'm still nuts. Like, I could be nuts at any point. I kind of love that Kane. I do, too. I and, hate to admit that I do, but yeah, I absolutely do. I love that Kane. So you just have him show up. He goes in. He just wins the match. He comes back with the briefcase, and they sort of stand there like, oh, God, Kane's got the briefcase. <laughs> it's like, guys, I got the briefcase. I'd like to, one, run, I'd like to win a uh, run SmackDown now. Like, I just feel as though you could do something with that. It's silly. It's it, it very silly convoluted, but know. you know what? Whatever. I'm, I'm all for so, it. It's my top five. Silly okay? and convoluted is never You already took thing. Brock Lesnar, so I'm screwed. Damn straight, I did. Um. Would this be the biggest night for a wrestler in history? AJ Styles and John Cena start the night. AJ Styles wins cleanly. AJ Styles later comes out to yeah, the Money I mean, in the Bank be, match. AJ Styles wins be it. Really great. Be really, really great. No, that would be no. awesome. Number two. My number two. Imagine the match is about to start, and then you hear, Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na. 
and CM Punk. I mean, the problem with this is that the back is that we said connected to WWE. CM Punk is wrestling for a promo- I'm working for a promotion that has direct ties with WWE. I, Correct. I hear you. I think this is a reach. Okay, then I then I can put Okada, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> How? No, CM Punk has won the Money in the Bank. I know that. That's not my problem. My problem is that I mean, EC3 was part of WWE for a while. To our knowledge, right now. But no, no, but it's not like he. If he actually did come back, he couldn't say, "I want to be in this match." Oh, I, That's no, the difference between can. him and Okada. The problem isn't CM Punk being in the match. The problem is CM Punk being there. Like, I, I really don't know why, since Brock Lesnar will be at. I understand Brock Lesnar's part of the WWE. Like, it, I, it's CM Punk doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he hates them. They they fired him on his wedding day. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to be the first person ever who had a, a rough Very break aware. with Vince and CM- never went back. If I had known that we could include guys like CM Punk, my yeah. list might look a little bit different. I thought we could only include guys that were currently under the corporate umbrella. Hey, God damn it. It's my top five, you bitch. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Uh, uh, well, fine. My number two is Ken Griffey Jr. Because why not? I, I would pop for that. I mean, it would be amazing. It would be incredible. Uh, my number two is Wyatt. No, so I didn't give my number two yet. No, I said mine was Wyatt. So, oh, oh Wyatt. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number two is Biggie. Um, but it would involve there being some sort of friction in the new in the new day, right? And then you later find out that Biggie turned on the new day because he was told if he did, he would get a spot in the um, the the ladder match, and then he wins, and then you create the scenario where it's like sort of Biggie versus the new day, and I like that, too. I still think it works. I still think it works. He's my number two. Now. I think that's a terrible idea. I know he'll, you do. because you Biggie don't... sounds sad. I like that, that's a, like, you talk all of this shit about what they do with John Cena's character, and then you just pitch the worst that's idea I've ever heard. That's depth, man. That's you character just, That depth. is the worst idea I've ever heard. I have heard. terrible news for you. I don't know how to be the one to tell you this. At some point in his career, Biggie is not going to be with the new Lies. Guy. The Why? New Day is not going Shut to stay there. Okay, you're right. At some point, but probably not within the next I'm not suggesting it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just saying yeah, that it's... You're saying you want it to happen Sunday. I think it would be a great development. I think you're an idiot. My number one is number one. And if any of you didn't make it number one, I don't know how I can even look at you. If we hear the music and Shinsuke Nakamura comes out for Money in the Bank on Sunday night, we all get naked. Period. I don't All of us. One. Well, you're insane. I mean, only because, number one. Only because I put Finn Balor there. Well, Finn so. Balor's great, but Shinsuke Nakamura well, is number of one. F- Shinsuke Nakamura is better than Finn anything. Balor, Finn Balor, I think, provides a slightly better story there. Fine. Shinsuke Nakamura is number one. Go ahead. Okay. My number one is a better version of what Glenn just said. My number one is Kofi Kingston. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And the I reason always, you have Kofi. I always forget. <laughs> is because. You have Big E and Xavier defend the tag team titles, and you have them look so well in the process that they have a backstage segment with Stephanie or Shane or whoever, whichever one of them you want to use, and Kofi Kingston cuts a promo where he says, you know, I've been held down this whole time. It would have to be Shane, actually, now that I think. I've been held down this whole time. I don't know how many times we had to show you that we're great. I deserve a shot in the Money in the Bank title, uh, Money in the Bank match. And Shane goes, you know what? You're right. This is a new era, and I'm going to put you in that match. Kofi Kingston wins that match. 
And now the New Day eventually has all three titles. All right. What happens if if, if Kofi ever becomes champion? All right. And I'm going to bet against it, but let's just say it does. Will you will you just sort of take yourself at that point? Like, will you just say, that's it, Lord. Can't, can't I, watch any more I've wrestling. I've had enough. This is the peak of wrestling. Yeah, there's nothing else that, that like, what? Truth, truth be told, the moment the three count hits on Kofi Kingston winning the World Heavyweight Championship, yeah. I honestly may actually shed a tear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly may. And that's not yeah. me, like, trying to. I literally might be so happy for him. I believe that. I believe that. That I might shed a tear. All right, there you go. There's our top five, and I, I think that's a stupid idea, by the way, AJ. That's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Right. Uh, See, that was much better than your idea. <laughs> like usual. <sighs> let's uh, let's get the plugs in. Uh, AJ, you're on Twitter at AJ Francis four ten. Yep. Uh, people can plug is check out Miko's Miko. podcast. Yep. Uh, my heart Miko podcast. It's it's great. It's a good time. We talk a lot of things. Um, one of the things we talk about on there. Is, uh, she gets anonymous, her, her listeners, um, write in problems they're having in relationships in their life. Um, and she, like, we talked about this one girl who, um, is get, who broke up with her man and then, like, a year later decided to get back with him. And then in that year, he's got a girl pregnant and, like, what she wants to do. It's a really different, it's a dope podcast. I really like it. I'm super jealous that hey, it's not fans, mine. If you have any relationship and, issues, email chopping yeah, right. out. Hey, we can address relationship issues. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of dope, and that, that's, she, and that's oh. not including that we talked about basketball, we talked about the Orlando situation, we talked about politics, we talked about a lot of different things. It was a dope. It's only 50 minutes. It's dope. Why don't you just say you don't want to do this show anymore? That you just want to do a different show? No, I would only like wrestling is all I would really. I mean, I, I might get my own podcast in the future where I talk about things other than wrestling, but I would never talk get a podcast about myself. About wrestling. All right, all right, fair enough. I would never leave you guys like that. Oh, Aww. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the offer comes in next week. Bret Hart's like, dude, I could really I'm use not, a new co-host. I'm the Roman Reigns of this group. Yeah. I'm the person that everyone should love, and fans <laughs> that listen and really pay attention do, and then other people don't for no reason. I, I I'm, I'm and waiting. One of you bastards is Seth Rollins. <laughs> I'm the one that's gonna hit everybody over the back with a. Oh no, that's yeah. no, that Aaron. I was gonna say you're Dean yeah. Ambrose. Yeah, it's definitely Aaron. Aaron's yeah. definitely gonna be the one that hits us over the back with, the, oh, with a couple of Aaron, chairs. With these ideas he's pitching, Aaron's right? gonna get a job. Oh no, yeah. they're, they're hiring right now because they're they're doing separate writing teams uh, that's for a yeah, wrong SmackDown. Aaron, you better put your goddamn application. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't, no, hey, you let's, better put your goddamn application. Uh, another shout out to Migs, by the way. We love Migs. That's our dude. Uh, listen to BJ and Migs out in Seattle on uh, KISW 99.9, and uh, he might be in the Hall of Fame pretty quickly. So, uh, Radio Hall of Fame? It's incredible. Uh, massive shout out to Steve Migs. All right, uh, Aaron on Twitter. VA Oster. Our show is on Twitter. Jobbing Out Show. We have an email account. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. I check that. I check it about once a week. I put up a couple of tweets on the Twitter recently. I saw that. Not many, just a couple. i got to yeah. do better at that, too. Uh, what do you have coming up on uh, the Rolling Stone and the Baltimore Sun? I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be writing probably an abbreviated story for the Sun for Money in the Bank and Raw and stuff, but I'm going to Disneyland, man. There <laughs> you go. All right. Enjoy your trip. Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, GlennClarkRadio.com is my website as well. So, f- uh, thanks again to Tony Nice. Tony Nice for Tony. For... Check out Evolve. Don't forget uh, Evolve. Great stuff. Yeah, it's go un- check out the iPaper. DGUSA.TV is how you find out more. So for Tony Nice, for Aaron Oster, and for 
the main event. AJ France is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as well as for Miko. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out.